Blog Talk Radio.
I've been the provocation. Thank you, Lord. That must have been a mighty day that God remembered. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Harden not your heart as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Thank you, Jesus. The day of temptation. Temptation is the title of this message. Hallelujah. Verse 9. When your father tempted me, although the word of God said God should not be tempted, when your father uh, tempted me, proved me, and saw my word 40 years. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, I would grieve with that generation and said they do always ever in their heart. And they have not known my ways. They have not known my ways. It's the Holy Spirit here speaking, brothers and sisters, in that word here. So I swore in my wrath, they should not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren. Let there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but assert one another daily. This is a daily thing. Some people think it's a, it's a weekly thing, Sunday only. That's not what the Word of God says. The Word of God says daily. Verse 13. But assert one another daily while it is still called today. Let any of you be hardened through the deceitness of sin. Sin is, is the open door that deceives many people. Verse 14. For we are made partakers of Christ. For we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the confidence we have in the beginning, steadfast unto the end. Where it is said, today if ye will hear his voice, if you will hear his voice, Harden not your heart, I said the provocation. For some, when they have heard, they provoke. However, not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. Not all, not all, not all, not all. Lord, Lord Jesus, please help me to uh, share your word, your revelation, Lord. Please, Lord, that I may boldly share your word, Lord Jesus. Help me, Lord. Lord Jesus, please, Lord, remember that we're still in this body, Lord, and we struggle, Lord, daily, Lord Jesus. Please forgive my sin, my trespasses, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry for grieving your Holy Spirit, Lord, one way or another, Lord, by thinking, by acting, by speaking, by behaving, Lord. I repent, Lord. Anything in my life that has grieved the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. Please forgive me from the time I was conceived. In my mother's womb to this very second, anything in my life that has grieved the Holy Spirit, Lord, including in my generational life, to my mother's side, my father's side, for first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, sixth, seventh generation, back then, and you, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin and my disobedience, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord, anything that has grieved your Holy Spirit, Lord, in my life, I'm so sorry, my generational life. I am so sorry, Lord. Please forgive me. Please forgive me, Lord. And help my brothers and sisters, Lord, Lord, to hold on to their salvation, Lord. Is there anything in their life grieving your Holy Spirit, Lord? I ask you that tonight, Lord, you will help them to understand, Lord, that we cannot grieve the Holy Spirit if we expect to go home in the rapture, Lord. And you want us, Lord. You want us to come home, Lord Jesus. 
Help us, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. That we will not grieve your Holy Spirit with our sinful way, our sinful life. Lord, our evil behavior, our evil speaking, Lord, I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm so sorry, Lord. Please forgive me. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, please use me tonight. Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, I know you are Jesus. Holy Spirit, please, Holy Spirit, use me tonight. Holy Spirit, please anoint me. Let your anointing flow through me. Holy Spirit, please touch every heart, every life. Break the power of any spirit that is not of you, Lord, tonight and block them. In Jesus' name, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, Holy Spirit of God, use me. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, give me the word, the anointing. Give me the power, Holy Spirit, use me tonight. Anoint me for this message in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, guide me. Lead me. Give me the wisdom and understanding. Give me the right word to speak tonight in Jesus' name. That I may not offend anyone with any word, Lord Jesus. That the word will not be, may not be mine, but it may be all your word coming through my mouth in Jesus' name. I pray, Holy Spirit, please use me for your glory, for your, thank you, Jesus, for your glory, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. For the Lord is the Spirit. I know that the person of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, is Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. The Lord is so awesome. I, I've been speaking with the Lord this past week. And the Lord, uh, I struggle with certain things in my life, and, and, and the Lord spoke to me and told me why specifically. Praise you, Lord, and they helped me so much. This is why we need to be in communion with God, in union, in conversation. Hallelujah. Because he'll reveal to you what you don't know. Thank you, Lord, what you don't know. There might be things you, you, you may think you know, but it's only when the Lord teaches you that you begin to understand how, how much wisdom God is. God is wisdom. He's all wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I don't, I, I don't presume to know anything. Thank you, Lord. But Christ crucified, that's it. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory go to him and none to anybody else. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. What a great program we have, we have this afternoon. So anointed the power of God just moving in such a special way. We, we pray that it will also move tonight. The Lord will move tonight. The Holy Spirit will move tonight. He spoke with people. To people this afternoon, very powerful. Thank you, Lord. The anointing was so real. The presence was so real. And I pray, Lord, please let your presence be real tonight, Lord. Lord, please, you speak to your people according to their need, Lord. My need, speak to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, mighty Lord, mighty God. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It, it was so awesome, so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The provocation, the provocation. When Israel provoked God to anger, hallelujah, any act of pride in our behalf, hallelujah, any act of pride and unbelief will always provoke God to anger. We see the example in the Jewish people in the wilderness. When God called them to believe, they acted, hallelujah, in the flesh. You know that. The Lord has allowed me to shalom, Mama. The Lord has allowed me to see something in His Word that has been so good, brothers and sisters. I was excited 
before I go on into the revelation. I was excited to come on tonight and share what the Lord had revealed to me a few days ago because I was having that conversation with the Lord. And Jesus revealed me something so awesome. Thank you, Lord. And I just, as I just read Hebrew, thank you, Lord, how God was so unhappy with the generation of the, of the Israelites for how they behave. Exodus 17, 2 says, Therefore the people chided Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye me? Why do you tempt the Lord? Why, Moses said, do you tempt the Lord? They were tempting God. And it is written that thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Who also tempted Jesus? Who also tempted the Lord? Who also tempted God? Satan did that, brothers and sisters. And what the Lord was revealing to me this afternoon is that the same behavior that Satan had when he tempted Jesus after 40 days and 49 fasting was a diabolical temptation, was the same temptation the Jewish people had in the wilderness. It was, a, it was an evil temptation. That should not send the Lord thy God. Thank you, Jesus. Exodus 77. And he called the name of the place, Moses called the name of the place. That is temptation, Massa, Massa. That is temptation of Meribeth. That is shielding. Because the shielding of the children of Israel, the murmuring. And because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among, uh, among us or not? You see, when people don't believe God's word that come from God, praise the Lord, when they fail to believe, they do exactly what the children of Israel said in the wilderness, brothers and sisters. They tempt the Lord, especially when a message is from the Lord. This morning, early in the morning, the Lord took me out of my body. And I'm not going to tell you I saw God. I saw an image, hallelujah, or a revelation of the Father, thank you, Lord, who is talking to me, brothers and sisters, who is revealing to me this morning of the judgment that is about to come upon the earth, especially in the United States, how people's lives are going to change because it is his plan that everyone's life changes including the bride, brothers and sisters. The bride is not going to stay for the tribulation. But there is coming a time when judgment begins, everyone's life is going to change. We're not here again for the wrath, but the beginning of suffering and pain, the beginning of pain. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. It's going to begin soon, and we are still here. Jesus has spoken with me about this back in Massachusetts in the revelation of the Lord. That the reason this judgment, the bride of Christ needs to see the beginning of the judgment, is because it's what God is going to use to awaken his bride, to awaken those that are sleeping. Although there are people listening to God's message every day, it don't mean there are people repenting as they should every day. Some people have not taken God's word serious, have not taken their relationship with God serious, have not taken their salvation serious. Brothers and sisters, 
Praise your Lord. And God can see that from his throne. Nothing can hide from him. His eyes sees everything. He knows everything. He can hear everything. He knows everyone, too, brothers and sisters. And we can say whatever we want to say, but God is the one that knows everyone, brothers and sisters. Nothing can hide from him. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. That's why we need to hear from him, because he's the one that knows everyone. Deuteronomy uh, 16, you should not tend the Lord thy God as you tend him in my sight, said Moses. Thank you, Jesus. Very clear, brothers and sisters, when Moses reminded God's people, the Israelites, that they should not tend the Lord thy God. As I've written, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 95, 8 through 11. Hearten not your heart as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your father tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty long years, forty long years, I was grieved with this generation. And I say, it is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. They have not known my ways. And Jesus was speaking to me this past few days, and I was meditating on this word. Somehow he made me to meditate on this word. And I was meditating when God the Father said they have not known my way. Jesus spoke to me and said, I am the way, the true and the life. No one comes to the Father said through me. I said, Lord, do you mean to say that what Father God wanted them to know was you? Yes, he said. It is me he wanted them to know, Messiah, Messiah. Thank you, Lord. They wanted to know that, that God was their salvation, Jesus, the Lord, Mashiach. Thank you, Lord. Joshua, he says, I am the Messiah. He, he is the one that Father God wants everyone to know because he is the truth. He is the life and he is the way. When God said they have not known my way, they have not known my son. Because Moses, when Moses said, that God will go with them. He says, my spirit will go with thee. I will send my angel before thee. Talking about his son, Jesus. God sent the angel of the Lord with Moses when he took them out of the out of Egypt, going through all the enemy, land, enemy lands, brothers and sisters. It was Jesus Christ among them, fighting for them. Brothers and sisters, hey, brothers and sisters Jesus was not a stranger among the Jewish people. He was well known among them, brothers and sisters. He was well known among them. So how is it that Jesus was among them and they took him for granted? Because if you are not hot, if you're not in the fire, you're either lukewarm or cold. And the Lord will prefer that you'll be cold than lukewarm, brothers and sisters. And when you're lukewarm, you're doubting, you're not believing God, you're questioning, but you're not questioning by faith, you're questioning with unbelief. That's how people question. And when you question with unbelief, although the truth is right before you, you're not going to believe 
That's why God will want you to repent and see from where you have fallen. Because a lot of people are not seeing from where they have fallen. They have not seen from where they have fallen. But he said, repent and see from when thou have fallen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. In Judges chapter 2, verse 1, says the word of God. So you see that Jesus was among them. And the angel of the Lord came out from Gagal to Baal and said, I made you go out of Egypt. I have brought you to the land which I sold to your father, and I said, I will never break my covenant with you. And you should make no link with, no link with the inhabitant of this land. You should throw down the altar. You have not obeyed my voice. Why have ye done this? That's a Jesus Christ is speaking to them as the angel of the Lord, brothers and sisters. Right in front of everyone there, the whole multitude, was there in Judges chapter 2, verse 2. Therefore, I also said, I will not drive them out of from before you, but they should be a thorn on your side, and that God should be a snare to you. And it came to pass that when the angel of the Lord spoke these words unto all the children of Israel, that the people lifted up their voice and wept. Here, brothers and sisters, God knows when we are being sincere. You can cry in your own pride, seeking for God's blessing. But a sincere prayer, a prayer from the heart, will always lead you to change. And when you cry out for God's blessing, but there is no change in your life, and the more dangerous thing there is. And people don't realize that, brothers and sisters. And they call the name of the place Voracin, that is Whipper, and they sacrifice unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. The angel of the Lord was in front of all the people, and they saw him. He was speaking to all of them. He was not just speaking to them through a prophet. He was there. They could recognize him. That was Jesus Christ among them. He had never left them. He never, he never forsaken them. He was always there. God always been among his people. God had always been among his people. Jesus said to his disciples, I will be with thee all the day of your life. He had never left you. You might think the Lord is far from you. That is not true at all. That is not true at all. If you think the Lord is far from you, the Lord Jesus is so close unto you than anyone else in your life, including your wife, including your wife. Not even your wife is so closer to you. Not even your husband is so closer to you than the Lord Jesus. Because he said, I will pour my spirit among you. The Holy Spirit is a person of Jesus, and he dwells in you. And the day you receive Jesus as your personal Savior, you've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of God for the day of salvation. You have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. Praise your Lord. He has not left you alone. He told the disciples, hallelujah, that he was not going to leave them, but he would ask the Father, for another counselor, someone else to counsel him, although it was him himself in spirit, brothers and sisters. 
Have any prayer for me to go, or the counselor will not come. Praise the Lord. So he gave himself to his disciples. Shalom, brother. He gave himself to his disciples completely in body and in spirit. He gave himself on the cross and in body, power of the Holy Spirit, in spirit, and now dwells in you and I. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you and I. And it's the same spirit that is going to lift us up from the earth in the day of the righteous <laughs> and transform us also in the day of the righteous. He will not leave you ever. He will not forsake you. Yes, there will be angels coming down in the day of the righteous, bringing people home. But the work of the Holy Spirit will never stop in the bride of Christ. No, because Jesus said he will be with us forever. He is in us forever. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He is among us. So why are we so unfaithful to him? Why are we grieving his Holy Spirit that is in us? Hallelujah. Because the way we behave, the way we behave is how we do it. And if you don't believe me, I'm going to go into the Word. Psalm 95, 10 says, 40 years long, I will grieve with their generation. And they said, hallelujah, and said it as a people that earned in their heart, and they had not known my way. They had not known Jesus. And to them I swore in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. He swore. He swore. He had a covenant with them. He never forgot his covenant with his people. Never. Thank you, Jesus. I never. God never break his promises. But he was so unhappy with it. In Psalm 78, verse 1 through 22. Give ears, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the word of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will earn a dark saying of old, which you have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come and praise the Lord in his strength and his wonderful work as he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed the Lord in Israel, which he had commanded our father that they should make them known unto the children that the generation to come may not may know them, even the children who should be born, who shall arise and declare unto them, to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandment. And so might not be as the Father, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart upright, and whose spirit was not stiffed up with God, the children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bowl, turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God, refused to walk in his law. They forget his work and his wonder, and had not shown them. Marvelous thing he did in the sight of their father, in the land of Egypt, and the field of Sohar, he divided the sea and caused them to pass through, and he made the water to stand up heat. 
In the daytime also, he led them with a cloud. And all the nine with a light of fire. He cleaved on the rock in the wilderness and gave them drink out of the great depths. He brought stream out of, also out of the rock and caused the water to round down like a river. They sang yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. They tend to God in their heart by asking for me for their loss. In other words, they were not asking God out of their heart. They were not seeking for God to be their provider. They were tempting to see whether God was going to provide when they asked. Because that's how a lot of people also pray today. They pray that God will give this to them now. They don't want to wait until God gives it to them when God thinks it's right, when God thinks it's perfect, in his perfect time. But they, when they pray in us, they ask in vanity and lust of their flesh. And that is tempting God. Is your prayer tempting God? Are you reverencing God through your prayer? Or are you asking God? Offending God, grieving his spirit in the way you ask with pride, doubt, and unbelief. You need to be careful tonight. This is the word I was given to share tonight on the Lord's hour. To share with you, to be careful how you pray, how you speak, and how you talk. Be very careful in your way of the Lord, how you walk in the way of the Lord. Because you might be praying wrong, and your prayer might be provoking God. Instead of God hearing your prayer and being pleased about it. Jesus Christ being the Son of God. When he prayed, he prayed with reverence. Brothers and sisters, the word of God teaches us that Jesus humbled himself less than the angel. And when he prayed, he prayed with reverence. Are you praying with reverence? Or are you praying like the children of Israel? Provoking God with your prayer. That's what they did. They asked for their own love, their own evil desire, and they tend to God. And God said, Thou shalt not tend the Lord thy God. Why? When Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days, 40 nights, he tempted him with bread because he thought that the Lord was hungry. But Jesus looked at him in his evil eyes and told him, Thou, you, should not tend the Lord your God, he told Satan, because he created all. He created the heaven and the earth, and everything in it was created through Jesus Christ. You should not tend the Lord thy God, Satan. So when people provoke the Lord thy God, they act in an evil way. That's how the children of Israel behave, in an evil way, in a satanic way. In a fallen demonic way, it is the way they provoke God. The same way Satan tempted Jesus, tempted God, it was the same way they asked for whatever they wanted. They said, let's see whether it's the God or not. That was not the prayer. That, that's not how they should have began their prayer before God. God have mercy. The Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. They tend to God in their heart by asking for me for their lust. 
they were not asking for me because they were hungry. They were asking for me because it, it, it pleased their flesh that they will have more and more and more and more and more. At least the flesh. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Have mercy, O God. Yea, they spoke against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? We know that God can do all. God can do anything. Of course God could have done it. But you see the way they ask? Do you see the way they pray? Oh, can God furnish? Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Let's see if God is real. Let's see if God can do this. They were tempting the Lord with a prayer. How are you praying tonight? I may ask. How are you praying? Brothers and sisters, you don't need to tell me how you're praying. Thank you, Lord. But if this is the way you're praying, be careful. Verse 19. Behold, he smacked the rock that the water got out and the stream overflow. Can he give bread also? And he provides place to all the people. Look how they pray. They got answer their prayer and pride. Yes, he did. He did answer their prayer. You see that someone can be wrong and still can get a prayer to answer. But would that help them to get to heaven? Can that help them to be raptured? No. There are a lot of people in hell who got most of all the prayers answered. But did that help them to get to heaven? Absolutely not. This is what get a lot of Christians confused, a lot of people confused. Before he smacked the rock and the water gushed out, he gave them all the water they asked for. Let's see. Is this rock going to give water? Boom. Moses hit the rock in anger. He was got angry because of the way they behaved. And water gushed out. So much water like a stream, a stream that overflow. Other translations are like a river, like a river. And he gave us also bread. Let's see if he gave us bread. Yes, he brought bread from heaven. The bread of angels. He took the bread of angels and gave it to them. Brothers and sisters. But God did not do this in joy or happiness. He did this in anger. God did this in anger. God answered the prayer in anger. That's what God did. He was so displeased with these people. They grieved his spirit. Brothers and sisters. And he gave it to them in anger. But then God says something that is going to help you understand God's way tonight. They will not enter my rest. They will not come to heaven. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Yea, they spoke against God. They say, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Therefore, the Lord heard this and was wrath. He was angry. The Lord heard this and was angry. So a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also arose against Israel. Because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Uh, we're talking about the prayer they did, but now is being changed to us to salvation. They did not believe in Jesus. They did not believe in Jesus. Are you believing in Jesus today? It is the Lord your Messiah. It is he your God. It is he your Lord. And if he your Savior, thank you, Lord. Because he interceded for you day and night before the Father. Thank you, Lord. Therefore the Lord heard this and his wrath. So his fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger was also rose up against Israel. So angry he was with them for the way they behaved. They did not believe 
in the Lord Messiah. They did not believe in Jesus. And here's salvation, Jesus Christ. They did not believe in Jesus. Praise the Lord, salvation. They did not believe in, in the Lord, in God's Messiah. And Father was not happy. Father God was not happy. If you don't believe in Jesus, you are going, if you don't have the Son, just to be more clear in the teaching of our Lord and Rabbi, our Lord Jesus Christ, if you don't have the Son, if you don't have Jesus, you know how to Father neither. That is very clear in Yeshua message, teaching. Thank you, Lord. Because they believe not in God and trust not in his salvation, salvation, Messiah. In Hebrew, when you look it up in Hebrew, it's Messiah, salvation. Thank you, Lord. They did not believe in his Messiah. They did not believe in Yeshua. Praise you, Lord. They did not believe in Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Well, because they don't believe in Jesus, there is no way you can come to the Father except to the Son. They cannot come to his rest. They cannot come to heaven. God cannot take us to heaven. Did not God write to Elijah? Did he not take Elijah to heaven and Enoch? Of course he did. Right before them. Thank you, Lord. Oh, right after them, Elisha, and before them, Enoch. They had no excuse. They heard about the righteous, about the righteous of Enoch. Thank you, Lord. So they have no excuse. They have no excuse. Thank you, Lord. They heard what the Messiah did, the salvation of God, Jesus Christ did. Thank you, Lord, in the past. So they already had the knowledge about him. They knew who the angel of the Lord was, who was among them. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. But it's a matter of choice. Number 1422. Because all those men who have seen my glory and my miracle, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, I have, they have sent to me now these ten times. They have not hearkened to my voice. This is what they did when they, when they sent to the Lord. And they didn't hearken to his words. They were not paying attention. They were not listening. Listen careful. Listen careful. We need to be slow to speak. Hallelujah. But we need to be fast to hearing, brothers and sisters. We need to hear. Be slow to speak. And it's better to hear according to the word of God. It's better for you and I to hear. That's how, that, this is not how these people were. They were fast in speaking. They spoke whatever came to their mind. The devil fooled them with nonsense in their mind, and they speak it out. And they tend to God. This is why we need to be careful what we say, what we speak, what we think. Well, it comes out of our mouth because we will sin. We will thank God. We will thank the Lord our God. And the Bible says, don't. God should not thank the Lord our God. Don't thank them. They are consequent to those that thank them. We see the consequence in the, in the children of Israel in the wilderness. They thank to God, and there was consequence upon their life. They did not enter the promise. They died in the wilderness. That came upon them. Thank you, Lord. We need to be reverence to the Lord. Jesus was reverent in his prayer with supplication and fear. That's how Jesus behaved before God. And he was God. And he is God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Deuteronomy 6, 16. Ye should not tend the Lord thy God as ye tend to him and master, says Moses to them. Don't do it. Don't do it. Moses says to them, don't do it. Psalm 106, 14 to 45. But lost it eternally in the wilderness, and sent a God in the desert. He gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. 
witness unto the soul. They also had the Moses in the camp, and Aaron and the saints of the Lord. The earth opened and swallowed up their hands and covered the company of Aaron. All these people that, 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 that came out of ages with Dayan and all them, and listened to the nonsense and foolishness of Dayan, perished with him. They perished with him. So hallelujah. When, you, when we are a follower and not a Christ, we, we could be misled, brothers, it is so easy. Verse 18. A fire was kindled in the company, and the flame burned up the wicked. They turned so wicked. Their way was so wicked that they turned how their way was. Everything they spoke, they became. Hallelujah. Life is in the tongue, brothers and sisters. They spoke, and they became, they became that. Verse 19. They made a covering horror and worshiped in molten image. That they change in, in, in their glory into the similar of an ox eating grass. Hallelujah. Isn't that exactly what the Lord has shown us? That people are going to change in the tribulation as a, as a beast, as an animal? Well, look it up in the Old Testament there. These people change exactly like them. Well, people will also be changed in the tribulation like animal, like beast, like werewolf. Werewolf. Like an ox that eat grass. It doesn't mean they're going to eat grass or thing. No. These want to eat meat. They want to eat other people, bite other people. It's what they want to eat. Verse 21. Therefore, God, God, their Savior, who has done great things in ages. Now, if you read this in, in the original, again, what does it say? They forgot God, their Messiah, who has done great things in ages. They forgot the Son of God. They forgot their God, their Savior, their Messiah, who has done great things in ages. Thank you, Lord. Was it not, was not the angel of the Lord that appealed to Moses in a burning bush? Was not him the angel of the Lord, the Bible says? It was him always among them. Hallelujah. It is him always among us, brothers and sisters. It has been him. It has been Jesus. That's why Paul, when he went to preach to the churches all around the earth, around the nation, around Asia, what did he say? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Imagine the eyes of the people. What did he mean? What did he mean? Did he mean Messiah? Messiah. Salvation. Our Savior is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. We just need to believe in the salvation of God, Jesus Christ. He has given us his salvation, his son, his only begotten son. Verse of the wondrous work in the land of him, fearsome thing by the sea. Therefore he said that he would destroy them. Hannah Moses chosen to stop before him in the breach, to turn away his wrath, let him choose. Destroy them. Yea, they despise the pleasant land. They believe not in his word. Hallelujah. Isn't Jesus the word of God? That's what the Bible teaches us. That Jesus Christ is the word, the living word. Well, they did not believe in his Messiah, the living word. That was the whole struggle. Forty years going around in circles. Going around lust. How many more years will people spend 
hallelujah, backsliding, going around in circle without going, repenting to Jesus, without repenting to the Lord. Oh, God, have mercy. These people spent 40 years going around in circle because if you look once, you, were not, you have not found your way. You can only find your way when you enter the fire, the fire of the Messiah. He will cleanse his error with fire, the Bible says. You have to get into his fire, the Holy Spirit of God. You have to get into the Messiah, Jesus' fire. In the presence where he is, he dwells within the fire. Then now the, the three Hebrew young men, hallelujah, when the king went to see, if the fire had consumed them, they would walk like the son of, of, of the God walking among them in the fire. All three of them were still. The one walking among them was the Messiah. He walks among the fire. Get into the fire, and you'll get into the Jesus. You get into the Messiah, and he'll change your life. That's why he doesn't want you lukewarm, because in being lukewarm, you spend so many years going around like the children of Israel in the wilderness. Forty years, and they could not find the Messiah. They could not find the Messiah. The Messiah was right there. Hallelujah. Right there close to them. A lot of people wondering, where is Jesus today? A lot of people, where, where is the Lord? Where is God? And he's so close to them. They, they don't get into the fire. They, they want to live a life of lukewarm. A life of lukewarm, they think it's okay. I'm fine the way I am, they say. I pray whatever, they say. They fast whatever. They read the Bible, whatever. They don't remember the last time they opened up the Bible. They don't stay in union. They don't stay in communion. How God called them to be. Hallelujah. They don't get into the fire. The Luke one. They don't they don't repent every day. Why and when we say we need to repent every day, they get offended. Why do you need to repent so much? Thank you, Lord. Shalom there, Sister Gravish. Hallelujah. Why do we need to repent so much? Why do we need to repent? They get offended. Then we talk about repentance, they get offended. Thank you, Lord. Because sin to them is what they call sin, not what God calls sin. Sin is supposed to be what God calls sin, what God calls evil. Thank you, Lord. That's why God gave the, the people the law, so they would know what sin was. When he gave them the Ten Commandments, in the, in the beginning of the Ten Commandments, when he gave them the law, the commandment, they began to know what sin was. So a lot of people don't read the Bible, so they don't know exactly what sin is. They just consider a sin. They consider a sin. And sin and sin. And they think it's fine with God because they're already saved. So they provoke him to anger with the invasion of the plague provoking, him, provoking it upon them. Thank you, Lord. They stood in Peneha and executed judgment, and so the plague was saved. Hallelujah. They were being punished by God. They served their idol, which were a snare unto them. Yea, they sacrificed their son and the daughter unto the devil. They, they thought it was simply sacrificing their sons and daughter unto the idol they have made of gold and silver and stone and wood. Wooden idol. The Bible says that it was being sacrificed unto the devil. That's what all those idols of the nations are. Demon, demon is what they are. Hallelujah, brothers. 
brothers and sisters in India, teach, teach your people the truth. All those gods of India are devils, are demons. And I'm saying that for all those people who listen to us. Buddha and all the gods of China are devils. That demons is the truth. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I got to teach you the truth. Thank you, Lord. It's what God has given us that will set us free. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 38, his word. And shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idol of Canaan, and the land which was polluted with blood. So all these demons, they sacrifice their sons and daughters. And don't go too far. This is being done today in America. Children are being sacrificed to idols in America today. There's no changing around the world. We don't need to go too far for this. This is being happening now in the United States and around the world. Children are disappearing because they're being sacrificed to idols. The same sin these people committed is still happening today. Brothers and sisters, God have mercy. God have mercy. The world they defied with their own work and went home with their own schemes. Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people. And so much that he abhorred his own inheritance, he was so displeased with their actions, their acts, our behavior before God. Some people take it for granted. It's so important. How do we behave? How do we act? How do we go about our daily life? God is looking at us, looking at our daily life. How do we go about? Jesus, hallelujah, gave all his life on earth when he was on earth. To the Father. He humbled himself with fear and trembling praise. Today you hear people praying. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In such a, a way that is offending. It is offending to others. May God have mercy on us. Thank you, Lord. Many times that he delivered them, but they provoke him with their counsel and with rough law for their iniquity. Their counsel. In other words, it comes with what they taught and what they believe. You you cannot listen to, uh, today to Christian radio or television, Christian TV anymore because of foolishness and, and nonsense and sinful teaching that is coming out of television and radio today is offending. I get offended when I... The Lord let me know how much it offend him if I watch it, if I listen to it because of the things they do. The things they think is right, is wrong. Many times that he delivered them, but they provoke him with their counsel, their teaching. Their teaching was wrong. False teaching were coming out of all the pulpits. False teaching. Everywhere the word will be in share with false. And they were provoking God with it. What do you think all the false teaching around the U.S. and around the world is provoking God to anger? Father God was talking to me this morning about this. Father God was saying to me how he's going to bring a change. And all those phony that are teaching false teaching, he himself personally is going to bring them down. He was showing me very soon. Father God is going to do this. I was starting to see the hand of Father God doing this. Because he's going to do this. Brothers and sisters, he is disgusting at how they're preaching the word. From the pulpit, how the word is being preached on the radio and television. Father God is disgusted by them. It's provoking him to anger. Brothers and sisters, 
I did not have this in my in my teaching and my planning or anything. It was this morning that it was shown to me by the Lord. Our Father God feels about this, this teaching that is going on around America. It is against his word. His establishment of Jesus Christ, his Messiah. They are provoking him with the counsel. And he and were brought Lord for the iniquities. Saying that some sins are okay. Homosexual sin. Homosexual sin in the churches. Some homosexual some mega churches in the US have homosexual as as, as hallelujah. As part of the ministry in the US. And no one can say anything about it. It's okay, we gotta love them as they are, they teach. Lie! False teaching is that. That is false teaching. When you tell them that's not a sin. That it's not a when you don't tell them it's an abomination before God and you participate, you say it's okay. And you keep congregating yourself in the church, you are participating of their evil work. So this is a sin. It's an abomination. I some of the people here, some people have contacted me lately that goes to the churches, that those things are going on in the churches. Some people have talked to their pastor, the things they talk about in the Lord's Tower, and their pastor don't want to hear them. They don't want to hear it. God is disgusted with all the things that are happening. Anything goes, they think. They allow anything in the churches. Lesbian, sin, and the church is part of the ministry. Oh, no, it's okay. No, it's not okay. And it's again God's word. The Lord Jesus teaching. It's against the law and it's against grace. Grace doesn't give you permission to sin whenever you want. That's not what grace is. Grace gives you the opportunity to repent when you sin, when you make a mistake. That's what grace is. It doesn't give you a license to sin and then justify yourself and say it's okay. That's what these people are doing. And Father God is disgusted by these things. And he, he showed me and told me this morning, I am bringing them down. I saw him bringing them down himself. I saw him killing them, getting them out of the way. I saw him doing this. God have mercy. Praise you, Lord. He is now pleased. He is now pleased. He is now pleased. And he can see what they're doing. He can see their evil ways. He can see... The altar, the church is used for money, to make money, money, to give money to each other. Hallelujah. People give their 10%, and they have like a market in the church with the money. The money doesn't go to the poor. It goes to the rich. More to the rich, nothing to the poor. The poor gets a percent or two. When the 10% supposed to go to support the widow and the poor, no. Is not what they use it for. They give the widow and the poor two or three percent, sometimes less. And the poor are going hungry, and, and the widow have great need. Do they care? No. They keep buying themselves new a new car every year, new house every year, and more and more and more, private planes and all kinds of things. Just to gas one of these private planes, they use thousands upon thousands of dollars. For the trip they take every day and every week. They take few, several trips in one day to different places. Nonsense, wasting the money, the 10% that people have given them, brothers and sisters. It is all about wealth and wealth and wealth. And they think God is okay with it. 
God himself is going to bring his wrath upon their life. God himself is going to kill them and destroy them. Then he now destroyed them that he took out of Egypt through Moses. None of the parents, mothers and fathers made it to the promised land. He killed them all. Only the generation made it to the promised land. None of the parents made it. He killed them all. And he was the one who chose them. They took Passover. Hallelujah. They shared the sacrifice. But he killed them. He had a covenant with them. He killed them. God is not playing around. I some people think he's not playing around. He showed me this money. He wanted me to make sure I say this late. Because this is being recorded. They can put it on YouTube and anywhere. And people can listen to it. They've been playing around with God. They've been playing around too long with fire. And they're going to get burned. They're playing around. They're playing around. Verse 44. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry. When you repent, when you cry out to God, he is willing to forgive you. But it's so hard when people don't want to repent. They just want to keep doing what they're doing. Their evil ways. Uh, their evil ways. The evil ways. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Someone was asking me, Brother Ellie, how much how much do you make on the Lord's Tower? Praise you, Lord. And when I share how much I make, he says, if you are a minister in the U.S., you should be making at least a million dollars. I don't make a quarter of that. Not even. Praise you, Lord. And he said, any minister making less is not making enough to, to keep up with the ministry. It's not enough. It's just not enough. Well, not even making enough. Praise you, Lord. Because I'm doing it for the Lord. I'm serving the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Day goes by when I don't see an offering. Thank you, Lord. But I'm trusting the Lord. I'm trusting the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because he's my provider. Thank you, Jesus. But it does. Some ministry used the Lord's Hour message for here on YouTube and many other uh, websites. They ask me for permission, though. They're making millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. They don't send the Lord's Hour with $5,000 donation. Out of the millions they're making from the message the Lord's given me, praise the Lord. They don't send me $10,000. They don't send me five. They don't send me not even a $1,000 donation. And they're making millions. With the message, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. They think God is going to be pleased with that? God knows everything. God sees everything. Thank you, Lord. Although they ask me for permission, yes, we want to use your your program, your your, your message to put it on, on our website and all that. But they're making a lot of money. But they don't care to send a $1,000 donation to the Lord's Tower. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Brother, I thought I was making at least a million. I said, no, not even close. Praise the Lord. He sincerely fell down for me. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God, but I do this all for the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, because there are other ones making millions. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. But God told me that he's not pleased. He is not pleased. It has to be all for the Lord. Hallelujah. And if we are working for who, who are we working for? If it's all just for money, 
If we're working for the Lord, it has to be for his glory. cannot be for the glory of men. Thank you, Lord. It has to be for the glory of men. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. It made some people sad. It made me sad, too. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is so awesome. He's so merciful. Matthew 4, 1. There was Jesus led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. You see, now these temptations don't come from, from, from daughter of a son, a daughter, a man of God, or a woman of God who is submitted to God. It comes from the flesh. It comes from the devil, these temptations. The same behavior Satan came to Jesus with. It was the same behavior the Jewish people came to Moses with in the wilderness. It was a diabolical behavior. They prayed to God to, to, hallelujah, to supply the water and the food. God did answer the prayer. But God also destroyed them afterwards because they, they were full of pride. And that's why these preachers don't realize, oh, look, we got millions. God is supplying all these millions. And millions for this private plane, mansion, and all that. God is answering the prayer, they say. But like the people in the wilderness, they got destroyed. God said, he swear, they will not enter my rest. That is sad when God says that. Father God is not going to allow them to enter his rest. He's going to destroy them. It's what he was showing me this morning in the revelation of the Lord. So, wow. Wow. God knows everything. Thank you, Jesus. Mark 1, 13. He was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan. It was with his wild weeds and the angel ministered unto him. First Corinthians ten nine. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some as some of them also tempt, and were destroyed by serpents, says Paul. Look how Paul with his loving message. Come to the church, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Look how Paul with his loving message come to the Corinthians. Look what he says to them. Neither let us tempt Christ. Why did he say, don't let, don't for us not to tend Christ? Because they did. Those people did. They tend Christ. And were destroyed by serpents. As some of them also tempted. They tempted God with their behavior, with their speaking, with their belief, with their prayer. They tempted God. But God swear they're not going to enter my rest. Mm-mm. They're not coming to heaven. They can stay right there on earth with the devil and be thrown in hell, be thrown in the lake of fire. That's it. That is it. God have mercy. God have mercy. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 10, 10, 13. They have no temptation taking hold of you, but such as is common to men, but God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted beyond which ye are able to bear. But with the temptation will also make a way to escape, that you mean, be able to bear it. The plan of God, brothers and sisters, is for you and I to make it through. For you and I to be more than overcoming in Christ Jesus. That we will make it to the end, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. That we will make it to heaven. So when a temptation comes to you and I and we cry out to God, There'll be God helping us to make it through, brothers and sisters. We can, all, we will always get the help of God when we cry out to Him, when we have more to Him. But if we hearken our heart like they did, oh man, oh man, oh man, 
God have mercy. James 1, 13. Let no man say when he is tempted. I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, neither tempted he any man. So these temptations don't come from God. Of course, they're not going to come from God. They come from evil. They come from the lust of the flesh. Satan is the one who does these things to make people fall as he has fallen. Brothers and sisters. But we need to be careful ourselves. We need to know what we're doing. Can't go around playing with fire thinking that you, you will not be burned. That's what these people are doing, for instance, to say, God have mercy. No. God has not appointed us to wrath, but to salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. He wants to save us and deliver us. Galatians 6 1. Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fall, Ye who are spiritual, restore such one in the spirit of meekness, considering in thyself that thou be also tempted. Because we are in the well. Hallelujah. We're not of the world, but we are in the well. Praise the Lord. And we all go through temptation many times. Thank you, Lord. We need to consider, brothers and sisters, when someone is tempted, you don't point the finger. But you pray for that other one, your brothers and sisters, that the Lord will help them in the, whatever they're going through. You will not judge them. You will not point fingers to them. But we will pray for them as Jesus did for his disciples. As when Satan asked to see Peter as we, Jesus said, fear not, because I have prayed for thee. Peter. Peter was able to overcome his temptation when he denied Christ three times. That was the switch as we, that Satan was doing in the life of Peter. When the time came when Jesus got arrested, and Peter wanted to avoid jail, prison, and they came to him, are you not one of him? Brothers and sisters, Peter denied Christ three times. Because Satan had asked that also Peter, who was chosen to be a pastor, to lead a sheep, beat also tested. Tested, hallelujah, to see if in the temptation of Satan, Peter would have fallen and back away. Thank you, Lord, for God gave Peter. Jesus was there for Peter and gave Peter the victory, brother and sister, in the middle of the temptation that Peter was going to. Denying Christ three times, he cried out bitterly, brother. He cried bitterly until he really noticed what he had done. He was being weak. These will be in weak, brothers and sisters. And we can be weak many times. That's why we need to pray for one another. You pray for me, I pray for you. Because we can be weak up time. We can be weak. Thank you, Lord. First Thessalonians 5, 3, 5. For this cause, when I could no longer forbid it, I tend to know your, your faith. Live. By some means, the tempter might have tempted you, and our labor be in vain. Uh, Paul fear Paul fear Or Paul was cheerful Brothers and sisters That the brothers and sisters Were not fall in temptation to Because he knows Satan Was going around them Like a like a lion Looking to whom devour Paul did not take for granted The attack of the enemy A lot of people do Praise you Lord And, and Paul did not want them To fall in the temptation And they will be out of faith Was being tried 
Hallelujah. Because they try to have a favor for some patience. And a lot of us don't have patience. But God is working his word out that we have patience. Because if you have no if you have no patience, you cannot wait upon the Lord or wait on the Lord. You'll be complaining. How come the rapture has not happened yet? So tell me what's going on. The Jesus told you when the rapture is going to happen. Why has that happened yet? Come on, tell me why. You have no patience. But God can work patience in your life if you humble yourself. The, the Jewish people in the wilderness have no patience. No. Give us water now. Give us me now. Put tables in the wilderness. We want it now. And they tend to God with their behavior, with their now behavior. Be careful. Be very careful. If you have no patience, ask the Lord to give you patience. To work in patience in your life. Hebrews 2.18, for in the for in that himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to serve those who are tempted. In other words, because Jesus also went through temptation, he can say, Father, have mercy. Because you know I went through it, Father, and it was very difficult for me. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. He knows how difficult temptation can be. So he asked for you and I. He asked for you and I for God to help us when we're going through temptation. That's why when we pray for one another, Jesus goes to the Father and says, Father, help him. Help your daughter. Help your son, please. Father says, yes, I will, my son. You told me how difficult it is, my son. I, I believe you. Let me help him. God moves by faith. Thank you, Lord. You listen, God moves by faith. Everything God does is by faith. That's why we need to be like a father who is in heaven, perfect like him. Everything father does is by faith. I believe you, my son. He said, he received him unto glory. Come, my son, sit at my right hand. And said, your enemy are defeated under thy feet. By faith. It's not done yet. Praise you, Lord. It's not done yet. That is still going around killing people. But he's going to put an end to it. Let put an end to it. It will be defeated. Dead is going to be defeated together with all his, uh, all her friends. They're all going into the lake of fire. The Antichrist and the four prophets. They're all going to join each other in the lake of fire that burned with fire and brimstone. They will be tormented, it says the word of God, day and night. What does that mean? Non-stop. They're going to scream and scream, and not be able to hear each other, day and night, tormented, day and night. Praise the Lord. It is so hard to fall into the hand of a living God. Hebrews 3, 9. When your father tempted me, provoked me, and saw my word 40 years. You see, they were looked one for 40 years, looked one people for 40 years. In those 40 years, they never repented of their wrongdoing. They never repented of their sin for those 40 years, brothers and sisters. For those 40 years, these people were lukewarm. They never got into the fire of the Messiah Jesus. Never got into the fire. He was there. The angel of the Lord was there. All they had to do was humble themselves to the Lord, repent their sin to the Lord, say, God, forgive us. I'm a sinner and repent their sins. And the angel of the Lord will come in there and touch them. Thank you, Jesus, and empower them. 
Thank you, Lord. As he was with Moses in the mount there. He ministered to Moses right there face to face. Sometimes when Jesus comes to the office, and I'm so tired sometimes, I'm out of strength. He lay his hand, his right hand on my shoulder, or his left hand on my shoulder. And I immediately feel his power going through me and receiving new strength. I feel so light. I feel like floating in the, in the cloud. Thank you, Jesus. I love it when he does it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He came to my room last night. Lord, are you going to are you going to reveal me something? I said to him. He, he immediately, yes. He was right there. I said, Lord, you were there. He said, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He was right there. His presence was right there. His anointing, power. He knows I need his help. He knows that I know there's nothing I can do without him. If he doesn't help me, I'm struggling. I can hardly walk. I mean, I, I'm, I'm nothing without Jesus. I need his help always. I'm like a crying baby to him. So much that he has told me, stop it. Stop it. He has told me. Thank you, Lord. Because he told his disciples, John 15, 4, without me, there's nothing you can do. That's me. Lord, please, Lord, Lord. Lord, we do nothing without you, Lord. Please, Lord. I'm struggling. Sometimes I'm in prayer, struggling, struggling. When he come and touch me, that's it. My struggle stop. Right there. All my struggles stop right there. Thank you, Lord. I'm so dependent on him for everything. So dependent on Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. He is so awesome. He is so good. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When I finished my other program, I didn't know if I have what if I will have strength to, to to do this one. I said, Lord, help me, and I can feel His strength helping me to finish this program. I said, I said to my wife, I, I'm just gonna keep, I'm gonna teach for an hour. That's it, no more, because I'm so so tired. My throat hurting, everything hurting. Thank you, Lord. They help helping my children. I need this, I need that. I'm running, helping my children in the house, help my wife. She doesn't feel good, so I'm, I'm doing everything. Because I'm doing the Lord's hour. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I need the Lord's strength. And here's the Lord helping me. I can feel his strength. He never fails. When you trust the Lord, hallelujah, he never fails. He never fails us. So why would we trust anything else? Why? Brothers and sisters, unless we're being prideful. If we trust in anything else, because we're being prideful. And prideful have blinded so much that we don't realize we'll be a prideful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord help us to humble ourselves when we need to. Every day we need to humble ourselves and realize how much we need the Lord. The Holy Spirit says we've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Have not left for one day. Not one day. Praise you, Lord. Especially those, those, those of us that are doing ministry. We cannot be one day without the Holy Spirit. Cannot. We need the Lord in our life helping us every day. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes, notice I have no strength to come on the radio. Say, Lord, no strength. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus, because we do so much in the day that when the night comes, we're tired, but it has to be the Lord helping us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I remember when I told him that, Lord, without you, there's nothing you can do. He said, yes to me, yes. I'm glad you know that, my son. He smiled and said, I'm glad you know that. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. If it was someone else, I would have said, you, are you making fun of me? 
but the Lord is not making fun of me. He, he's happy that I, he, he's happy that I know I can do nothing without him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is so awesome. We said such an awesome God. Hebrew four fifteen. For we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched, cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points and tenses as, as we are, yet without sin. You can now tell Jesus that whatever you're going through, he doesn't understand. Because he fully understands what you're going through. Because you cannot be going through the worst as he did. The worst suffering person on this earth cannot be suffering more than Jesus. Cannot be suffering more than Jesus. So how can you say the Lord don't understand me, God don't understand me? You cannot say those things. Because Jesus Christ suffered more than all. Imagine being thrown in jail after being beaten. The next morning, put a cross on your back. Why are you being beaten and slapped and spit up? Brothers and sisters, it made Mark up. Praise the Lord. And then walking, being beaten with a heavy cross on your back. There is no way you can be going to work in Christ than Jesus. Hallelujah. There's no way. There's no way. And he knows that. He knows how much pain he went through until the point where he died to death. And you and I have not gotten to that point yet. Brothers and sisters. So why are we complaining for? That's why when the children of Israel in the wilderness were complaining, God was not happy. You know why? Because his spirit was there. His son was there. The place was full of angels. And the presence of Father was there. So if God is with you, who can come against you? Brothers and sisters. God was there with them every day and every night. By a day, Father, by the day, Father, was the cloud. By the night, he was the fire. Jesus was moving among them as one of them, fighting for them in the Holy Spirit. So if they had a need, if they had a need, God knew about it and God supplied their need according to his riches and glory. All their need were being met. So what complaint did they have? More than their loss of the flesh, their evil way, and their murmuring way. That's why God was not pleased. Because God was like, if you need anything, just ask me and I'll give it to you. With faith, with humility. But that's not the way they did it. They did it with pride, lust, and unbelief, and doubt. Seeking the, the evil way. Not more than that in my face, but Moses, Joshua, and Caleb, they remained humble, quiet, and they just prayed to God. And as God supplied their need like the rest of the people, but they remained quiet and humble. And God was pleased with them. They were the only three that entered the promised land. The rest, Moses did not enter because he got angry and did not give God the glory. But Joshua and Caleb did enter. They did enter, and, and the children of the children of Israel entered with them. But the rest that came out, no. 
God said they would not enter my rest. So it's the point of God bringing them to the promised land when God said they would not enter my rest. Brothers and sisters, there was no point. There was no point in him bringing them. But destroying them was the only way. Because those same people he took out, if he did not destroy in the wilderness, what do you think happened? They wouldn't contaminate his people. There are people, Father God showed me this this morning. There are people in the pulpit in America, he showed me this morning, preaching preaching the Bible, brothers and sisters, that it's an abomination to God in heaven. It's an abomination. When God showed me, he's going to kill them like he killed the people in the wilderness. They will not escape his judgment because it's all false teaching about the teaching from the pulpit. And they are misleading his children, and God is going to kill them for that. As he said, we'll take them, and then they'll follow him in the wilderness. That's what Father God showed me this morning. He himself personally, he showed me, it's going to kill them as he killed the children of Israel in the wilderness. Oh, God, have mercy. Listen, please me to say this, but I must say this because of what was shown to me this morning. Praise the Lord. Father God himself is going to do it. Father God himself is going to do it. As he did it to the children of the wilderness. They did not escape their judgment. The earth opened up and swallowed them alive. They went to the bottom of hell, alive, suffering, screaming, and crying. Why? Because they will not repent. They will not repent to his son Jesus, his Messiah, to his salvation. The only salvation humanity has is Jesus Christ. God have mercy. Oh, God have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. So again, we do not have a priest who cannot be in touch with our feeling and our infirmity. But what a all point attendance as we are, yet without sin. Yea, they were stoned, they were son of thunder, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about a sheepskin and goldskin, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. Oh, God, I'm Matthew, hallelujah, 26, 41. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. For the spirit in thee is willing, but the flesh, the flesh, Jesus, is weak. Listen careful. In case you're trusting in the flesh, the flesh is weak. Do not trust into the flesh. Do not say whatever comes to your mouth or your mind. Hallelujah. Be slow to speak, Jesus said. Slow to speak. Hallelujah. Listen carefully while we slow to speak. Thank you, Lord. And when he walked out at the place, he said unto them, Pray, ye, that ye didn't not into temptation. Again, another reminder of Jesus to them. Pray. Pray. Hallelujah. That ye enter not into temptation. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. God is good. And he love and do it forever. Father, God is bringing our change to this earth. God help us. Hallelujah. God help us to be repenting in Christ. I remember Jesus said, my, my servant, he tell them to repent. He tell them to repent. Hallelujah. And I keep telling people, repent. Repent your sin to Jesus. Repent your sin to the Lord. Do not put it up. Don't just do it on Sunday. Do it every day, as much as you can. And all, if all you do is repent, you are doing a great thing. You're doing a wonderful thing. 
is all you do is repent. Some people have said, all I do is repent. Praise the Lord for that. Because you're being cleansed with the blood of Jesus. You're being cleansed with the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the blood cleanses you and I from all unrighteousness. Brothers and sisters, so we need it. We need to be cleansed with all unrighteousness more than ever. Thank you, Lord. We need the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We need the Lord to cleanse us every day. Praise the Lord. Because there's so much sin in this world, so much contamination in this world. That's why we need to repent so much. Everything contaminates us. In my own revelation from the Lord, as Jesus has revealed to me, hallelujah, in the air on this earth, there's, there's sin. In the food we eat, there is sin, contaminations of sin. The air we breathe, there's contaminations of sin. In society, where we go about every day, there's so much contaminations of pride and sin. People are so prideful for just being in America. People are so prideful just to believe in a team. People are so prideful for being Democrat or Republican. Some people sign their shirts on their cars, on their automobile. They say they're prideful for being a, a Republican. Other ones say they're prideful for being a Democrat. They're prideful for being American. They're so prideful for so many things. They're prideful for going to this university. Hallelujah. They're prideful for so much, for, for coming from, from, for living in a state. I'm, I'm, they say they're prideful for being from Texas or Indiana or Canada or so many other states or from Mexico. They're proud to be in America. Pride everywhere. Pride, pride this, pride that. So it's, it's all about pride. That's what contaminates us so much. It is a system of the devil. The devil has contaminated all the system, brothers and sisters. Pride is everywhere from the heart of Satan, from the better hell. The whole earth is contaminated. But God has given out his Messiah, Jesus, to repent. And now with his blood, we are cleansed every time we repent. His blood doesn't fail to, to cleanse us from all sin, from all unrighteousness when we repent. That's why we need to continue to repent, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. And if you can support the Lord, please, I want to ask those that can support us, please continue to support us. Praise the Lord. Our support has really come down ever more, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And I pray that God will continue to be the provider and if the people that have been supporting us cannot support us, God will continue to touch other people, new people that are listening, out of those millions that around the world that have listened to this program, that the Lord will touch them. Praise the Lord. That the Lord will touch their heart and life to support us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. I know God, hallelujah, will, will set me at a place where I don't need to I don't need to worry about going back to work, brothers and sisters. Because if I have to go back to work, it'll be very difficult for me to do the Lord's Tower. I was already doing that in Massachusetts just when I started the Lord's Tower. And it was very difficult for me to do the Lord's Tower while I was working eight hours, 10, 12 hours daily. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. That's why the brothers here that helped me on the Lord's Tower, they work. It is very difficult for them. You see that sometimes uh, many weeks they cannot come. Uh, like Brother Pablo, he works, brothers and sisters. And it is very difficult for him on his day off when he should be with his family to come on the Lord's Tower also. Praise the Lord. Uh, last week he had his, his family had an activity he shared, and he could not come on the Lord's Tower. I said, brother, I understand. He works 
hallelujah, many hours every day. Hallelujah. Sister Carla works. Brother Body works. All the people that help me here, brothers and sisters, they work hard. And praise the Lord, they got a family to support. So I understand that they cannot come. I, I was planning that if, if, I, if I get enough income since 2012, I would have given them, hallelujah, a donation that will help them not work so hard, maybe work less hour, and then they can be here preaching with me on the Lord's Hour, but it has not been able so. Brothers and sisters, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, God. But they, they continue to do it from their heart because they love the Lord every time they can. So I cannot demand that they come here when they have to uh, work and support their family. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So the Lord has been faithful on this program for four years for me now to go back to work, and I don't want to go back to work for man. I want to consider the work for God. Thank you, Lord. So uh, those that can, I want to encourage you to please uh, support us. Please support us. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. At least until the, until the trumpet sound or until the Lord have me do something else, I don't know. We're still planning for the community. Praise the Lord. But other finances are still not there. We know that the Lord will provide for sure. The Lord is faithful. He promised me. He would. I'm trusting the Lord. I don't want to lose my hope. And I ask the Lord to help me to, that I don't lose my hope because I know many people that have lost their hope. And they're, they're not with us anymore because they have given up. They have given up on the rapture. They have given up on the work with God, and that is so sad, brothers and sisters, when people give up so easy. I have not given up. I am still here, and I believe in the rapture 100%. Of course, it is in God's timing. No one knows. But Jesus told me the last time, hallelujah, that this is it, and I'm believing the Lord. I am believing the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I believe in the Lord, and the Lord is faithful. He has never failed me in his 20-plus years serving him. He is a faithful God. Thank you, Jesus. And we can always trust in the Lord. So I want to encourage you to continue to trust in the Lord. Hearken unto his word. Praise you, Jesus. And prepare for his coming. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is coming for each and one of us. Here's a wonderful recording that I have in the archive. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I'm planning to come back tomorrow night. God willing, please keep me in prayer that my throat will get better so I can come on tomorrow night nice and clear. Our God is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, our God is so good. No one is like him. Thank you, Jesus. And he cannot be compared to anyone. Thank you, Lord. To you, God.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What a great God we serve. What a faithful God we serve, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Welcome to the Lord's hour. Hallelujah. I believe tonight we're going to have a great program, a wonderful program. We believe that God is going to speak to our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Because tonight we're going to be talking about true humility. Hallelujah. Which comes from heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we have a mighty example of humility in the life of Yeshua, in the life of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He is true humility. Hallelujah. And we can learn humility through his life here on earth, how he walked in obedience to the Father. Hallelujah. How he obeyed the Father and every, every, everything the Father told him to do down here with us. Hallelujah. He came down. Hallelujah. And, and went and chose uh, 12 disciples to make them apostle, hallelujah. And total obedience showed them, hallelujah, the word of God, hallelujah. And have them follow them for three and a half years in which he gave them testimony on how to walk with God, hallelujah. And that is what you and I, hallelujah, need to learn down here before we go to heaven and how to walk with God. How to walk in obedience to God, because obedience leads you into true humility, hallelujah. And we want that. We need that, hallelujah. And we have a great example. I'm going to go into the Word of God now. In Mark 14, verse 32, hallelujah, where Jesus, hallelujah, says the Bible that Jesus and his disciples went to a place called Gethsemane, hallelujah. Jesus said to them, sit here for, for a while, I pray, hallelujah. He took Peter and James and John along with him. He began to be very upset and troubled. He says, my soul is very sad, Jesus said. I feel close to death. He said to them, stay here, keep watch, hallelujah. He went a little farther. Then he fell to the ground and prayed that if, if possible, the hour might pass by him. Ava, he said, which means father. He said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup of suffering away from me, but let what you want be done, not what I want, Abba, means Father. And another translation said, let thy will be done and not my will. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Then he said, then says, then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, hallelujah, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray that you won't fall into sin when you are tempted. Hallelujah. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Then continue once more. Jesus went away and prayed the same thing. Then he came back again. He found them sleeping. They couldn't keep their eyes open. They did not know what to say to him. Jesus returned third time. He said to them, are you still sleeping and resting enough? The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is about to be handed over to sinner. Get up. Let us go here. Come. Hallelujah. Come. Here come the, uh, the one who is handing me over to them. We talk, he was talking about Judah. Hallelujah. Now, how, how God wants us to learn from this is that Jesus, hallelujah, gave himself as an example to his disciple. And the Bible says that everything that has been written has been written for our own 
example, hallelujah. And we don't have in the Bible a greater example than in the life of Yeshua, the life of Jesus, hallelujah, the life of Joshua, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. He gave us a mighty example on how to walk with God, how to be obedient with God, and how to walk in true humility with our Father in heaven, hallelujah, which we haven't seen, hallelujah, we haven't, because we're down here, unless, you know, like the Father has given me that experience to see him by taking me to heaven in my spirit, hallelujah. But we are down here, hallelujah. And the reason we're down here, God has put us down here, and God wants us to learn obedience, hallelujah. And we're only going to learn obedience and go into humility by listening to him, by being obedient and keeping his word, Hallelujah. By imitating Yeshua in his life, hallelujah. So when we see Yeshua here, when he takes his disciple to Gethsemane, hallelujah, he knew the hour that was, that, that was approaching. He knew that he would have to die for the world, for the sins of the world, hallelujah. And he knew how much it would take for, for this to happen. And he knew this was a great thing he was going to do, hallelujah. But to show us an example he has to go for what he went through. Hallelujah. And he himself took three three disciples with him, Peter, James, and John. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And and I believe, in my own opinion, a lot of people may not agree as Peter uh we know that Peter, first of all, uh was gonna become the first uh, uh pastor. Okay, and he was gonna be put in charge of the sheep. Hallelujah. So they needed to learn firsthand Hallelujah. And how to obey God. How to be obedient to God. That even in the most, in the hardest test or trial that you and I have to go through, we have to make the decision to obey God. Hallelujah. And we will be tested in our life with God and our walk with God in different ways by God. Hallelujah. And even though even though when you don't have sin in your life, God still wants to test you. And how do I know this? Adam and Eve have no sin in their life. Okay? And God put us a tree, a, a good and evil, in the midst of the garden. Hallelujah. And, and God said to them that they should not eat from that tree. Hallelujah. From the fruit of that tree. Hallelujah. God was testing Adam and Eve. And they had no sin. They had no sin, and they were being tested by the Father. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. Although God knew that he had thrown Satan down to earth, and Satan was going around the earth, and Satan knew that Adam and Eve were there in the garden with no sin. Hallelujah. Still, God allowed Satan to, to, to go into the garden himself to tempt Adam and Eve. Where was God? God was where he always is, sitting on his throne, watching the whole event, watching what was happening. And he knew, because he's in control, that Satan was not going to do any more than what he was going to allow him to do. And Satan, although he went into the garden, God was watching him. God was keeping an eye on him, because God allowed Satan to do, to tend his children. Hallelujah. To the point where God says, enough is enough. Out of here, Satan. Out of here. Okay? He has total control of Satan, 
And everything Satan does is under the control of God. Hallelujah. So when the Lord allows Satan to go into the garden to tempt Eve, which found herself to be alone. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Eve was in total humility. And when I say total humility, she was not walking in sin. She was walking in true humility, which comes from God, which comes from heaven. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. She had no sin. You know, one day, hallelujah, I, I wanted to walk in true humility at least for a day. And the Lord gave me that privilege to walk in true humility. And I'm going to explain to you what is to walk in true humility. I remember that for that day alone, I could not sin. I, I, I will have to put every effort in my mind and my life to sin. I could not sin. For that day, Jesus allowed me to walk in true humility, in total humility. Praise Jesus. It was hard for me to sin. Very hard. Not like now, that we're not walking in true humility. We sin. We're sinning machine, I call it. That's what we are, and we sin all the time. Praise Jesus. That's why we need to be repenting. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, because we sin. Praise God, hallelujah. And the Lord wants us to repent sin. And, you know, and we take sin lightly, but sin, we should not take sin lightly. Sin needs to be repented. Sin needs to go under the blood of Jesus. That's where it needs to go if it's in our life. And we, I'm telling you, we take sin lightly, and we should not, because God don't take sin lightly. The Father don't take sin lightly. That's why he gave his son to die on the cross. So our sin will be wiped out by his blood. Hallelujah. And what can cleanse us but the blood of Jesus? Nothing but the blood of Jesus, my brothers and sisters. We got to take sins very serious. And sin, if you have sin in your life in this moment, you need to repent it. Hallelujah. Don't let sin stay on you all day long. Because you have an accuser called Satan. Hallelujah. That old serpent that turned to Eve. And Satan will take that sin to God, to the Lord, and he will accuse you for, about that sin. Hallelujah. Whatever that sin is, he will take it to God, and he will accuse you. Hallelujah. And you might get yourself in more trouble. Hallelujah. That, that, hallelujah, it will be very hard for you to get out. And that's where many people find themselves. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But you can walk away from it. Hallelujah. By repenting it. Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus Christ can help you without sin. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So although Eve had no sin on her life, although Eve was, total, was walking in total humility, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Eve, praise God. Hallelujah. Still has to make the decision for herself to either choose to obey God, and that's really to stay in humility. For us now, to obey God is to, is to seek humility. When we make the choice to obey God now, we make the choice, hallelujah, to seek humility, hallelujah, to ultimately walk in humility. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. It takes a while for the Lord to get pride out of you and I. Because every decision you and I make, hallelujah, has to be for God. That is the will of God for us to make decisions for him. But we have the total choice to make the decision for God, which God has given us when he created us. Hallelujah. The freedom of choice we have. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And in that freedom of choice, God expects you and I to choose him to choose his will. Hallelujah. Praise God. So why is it, Brother Elfie, 
that we choose to do our own will during our life. Why was why we so much choose to do our own will? Pride, pride, my brothers and sisters, can blind us. Pride can blind us so much that sometimes all our decision is under the is under the watchful eye of pride. Is under is under pride. Most of our decision during the day that we make are under pride. If we're not asking God for the decision we made, we are making those decisions under pride. And this is why we error. This is why we make so much mistake in our life that we regret. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, because we made them under pride. We did not went to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to, I want to do this, Lord. Would you please lead me? Whether it is your will or not, your word said that your Holy Spirit will guide me to all truth. Will you please guide me with your Holy Spirit to all truth? Will you please guide me that the decision, Lord Jesus, that I need to make, hallelujah, that I feel that I need to make, will you please e- even tell me if the decision I'm choosing to make is your will, Lord? And we will learn to work like this with the Lord. Hallelujah. We will find out, hallelujah, a fountain, a life, a humility with God that will be a mighty blessing to us. Hallelujah. Pray Jesus, hallelujah. We will not err like we usually do. Hallelujah. We will not error. Our decision will be made right because God will be the one. Hallelujah. Pray Jesus. Yes, I will pray for you, my sister. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God will help us. Hallelujah. God will help us. Praise Jesus. I had told my brothers and sisters one day, I remember last year, almost two years ago, I was driving to work. I was having a lot of problems with sin. I was, I was sinning. I felt like out of control. And I remember go, going to the Lord. I was talking to the Lord about this. I was praying, 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 praying. And I could not find a solution to my sinful nature. I could not. I just, I just kept on falling into sin. And I'm like, and I, I was praying to the Lord. I was like crying inside me. And I was saying to the Lord Jesus, Hallelujah, why, Lord, why can I stop sinning? Why did I keep on? I remember I was crying like a baby. Lord, why can I, why do I keep on sinning, Lord? I don't want to. And I remember hearing the voice of the Lord. The Lord says, why don't you ask me to help you to stop sinning? Hallelujah. Just like that, his voice came to me. Why don't you ask me to help you to stop sinning? I, I started wiping away my tears, and I was like, I never thought of that. Usually, I never thought of that, Lord. I never thought to ask you to help me to stop sinning, Lord. Praise Jesus. I never thought it. You never thought about that. And that's what practically the Lord told his disciple here. Hallelujah. Mark 14. That the flesh is weak. But the Spirit is strong, and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will help you to stop sinning if you ask Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He will help you. He will give you the strength. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. He will give you the strength. It's not easy to do it. It's not easy. And even when you don't want to do it, and you end up doing it, praise Jesus, it hurts. It's painful. And many of people that, that are listening to me know what I'm talking about. Sinning is painful. It hurts. You want to die. which That's what the devil wants anyway. That's what the devil wants for you to die. You want to die when you sin. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. You don't want to do it anymore. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. 
You regret when you're doing it. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But you know what? We learn also through it when we walk away from it. When we don't do it anymore, we learn. We mature in God. We learn to walk away from sin. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. We learn, my brothers and sisters. And that's what God expects from you and I. When we make our mistake, that we humble ourselves to him. That we recognize that we have sinned. Now that we try to hide it, praise Jesus, hallelujah. And a lot of us, we do that. We try to hide sin. Or we try to pretend it's not there when it truly is. And a lot of times we say, I repent, I'm not sinning anymore, this sin. And then we end up doing it again. And then we hate ourselves for doing it again. Hallelujah. But Jesus says, ask me to help you and I will help you. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I will give you my strength. He knows that our flesh is weak. But he also knows that his spirit is stronger. His Holy Spirit is stronger than our flesh. And if we ask for help, help is available from God. Jesus has made help available to you and I. Our Father has made help available to you and I. Hallelujah. And all we have to do is go to him and say, Lord, I got this problem, Lord. I have this problem. I cannot stop continuing to make this sin. Will you help me, Lord, to stop committing this sin over and over again? It hurt, Lord. It's painful. I cannot deal with it anymore, Lord. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And when you can say that to the Lord, when you can repent to the Lord, and when you can ask for help, Jesus is there, my brothers and sisters, to help you, to give you his strength, hallelujah, to help you walk away from him. But don't hide it, because God sees everything. There's not a single thing that can hide from God. God sees everything, absolutely everything, hallelujah. God sees our life. There's not a place where you and I can hide that God cannot see us, because he sees everything. Hallelujah. And he like he expected David. When Nathan went to David and told David, you have sinned before God. Hallelujah. And when David realized that he has sinned, hallelujah. This is what show the character of David. David immediately hallelujah, tore his clone and started crying. I am the man. I have sinned before God. Immediately started crying. And this is why they gave us Psalm 51. Hallelujah. He wrote Psalm 51. How much he was crying to the Lord for the sin he had committed. Hallelujah. How much he was recognizing the sin he had committed. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's what God expects from you and I. Expect us to die. The devil expect us to fall down in the ground. The devil expect, hallelujah, to be sleeping on the street. Eating from the garbage, the devil expects the worst from you and I. But God expects us to recognize our sin so he can restore us back. He can give us a second chance. He can help us to go forward with him, with his help, with his protection. Hallelujah. That's what God expects to do for you and I. Jesus can help you, my brother. Jesus can help you, my friend. Go to Jesus. Ask Jesus to help you. Ask him to restore you. Ask him that you want to be back with him. 
You want to have that personal relationship again. You want to feel his Holy Spirit again in your life. Hallelujah. Like water, like oil going over you. Hallelujah. With that special personal relationship. With the person of the Holy Spirit. Who wants to dwell in you. Hallelujah. Who wants to make you his home. Hallelujah. His dwelling place. It's you. It's you. He do not dwell anymore in temple made by hand. But he dwells in your heart. He dwells in your life. You are his temple. You are his people. You are his chosen people that the Holy Spirit wants to dwell in. Hallelujah. Allow the Holy Spirit to dwell in you. Welcome him. Tell him, Holy Spirit, I am your dwelling. Come and dwell in me. Help me to stay away from the weak things of the flesh. Help me to walk away from sin. Give me your strength. Leave me, Holy Spirit. Leave me so I don't keep on making the same mistake that I was making, Holy Spirit. I need your leading. I need your help. I need your wisdom, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. And when you can say that in the name of Jesus, when you can go to the Lord in his Holy Spirit, God will help you. God will say, Amen, my son and my daughter. I will help you. You're coming to me. I will not turn you back. I will give you the strength. I will help you to go forward with the problem you're having. Hallelujah. God is the solution to every single problem. We have problem. God is the solution. Hallelujah. Do we have many? Yes, we do, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Yes, we do. We do have problem. Hallelujah. But we can go to Jesus. We can go to him, hallelujah, and he will help us. He will restore us back again, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. I'm going to take a break, hallelujah, and I'll be back. We can trust Jesus. Jesus is faithful, hallelujah. He is faithful God. He is mighty God, hallelujah, that can support us, that can help us, hallelujah, that can help us go on, that can help us seek him, hallelujah. He is faithful, hallelujah, and he can be trusted, because he is a good God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I will be back, my brothers and sisters. Let me put my son to bed. Bye. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God Almighty. Hallelujah. He is so good. He is so wonderful. So Jesus knew, hallelujah, that he was going to die on the cross. Hallelujah. And he knew how painful it was going to be. Hallelujah. And he went to the Father in prayer here in Mark 14 and said, hallelujah, that he fell on the ground and prayed that if it was possible, Hallelujah, to pass this from him. Hallelujah. He says, Abba, everything is possible for you. Take this cup of suffering away from me. But let, hallelujah, what you want be done. Your will be done. But not my will. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. He knew it was going to be painful. Hallelujah. He knew he would have to suffer so much. Because it wasn't only just by going dying on the cross. He was going to be spit on, punched, hallelujah, beaten on, put in jail, put in prison. All these things was ahead of him. And he knew it. He knew that one of his own disciples was going to sell him. A man that he took from the street, gave him food, hallelujah, taught him the word, helped him. Was going to sell him. That is painful, my brothers and sisters. That when your own people, hallelujah, will want to sell you for nothing. Will want to come against you for nothing. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. You know, and this is a great example because my mother called me today and told me how one of her sisters came against her. And she was telling me how it happened. And I, I was feeling very sad. Because my mother was was willing to to believe for this woman, he gave her, he helped her so much over the years, and this woman took a chance and went against her, and my mother was so hurt about this, so hurt, hallelujah. And now that she was telling Elvie, now that I'm going back to church, this woman came against me this way, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah. And that's usually when it happens when you want to see God. This is when things happen to you a lot of time. And we cannot turn back. We cannot look back. But we got to continue to trust the Lord that he will help us. Hallelujah. That he will give us his strength. Because we're being tested. And just as the father was testing his son, so will the father test you and I through the harder time we're going through. We're going to have things happen to us. That is going to have us question our faith. And what do we do? Hallelujah. We obey. That's what we do. We seek to obey God. We seek to do His will and not our own will. Hallelujah. And when we do this, hallelujah, we will learn humility. Humility, hallelujah, will come to us from heaven. 
because heaven will be with us. The Holy Spirit, who is humility, will be in us and will help us, will give us the strength to make the right decision. But God will never make the decision for you. You need to make the decision for God, that you want him and nothing else, that you want to obey him and nothing else. It's going to cost you, and it's going to cost you your life. Many, many of you that are listening to me in China and around the world, in Russia, following Jesus, it's going, it may cost your life. You might have to be murdered for Jesus. Hallelujah. You might have to give up your life for him, but you got to be willing to. Jesus said, because anyone who wants to save his life will lose it. But anyone who loses life for him will find it. If you want to find eternal life, if you want to find life with God, you better be willing to die for the Lord. You better be willing to give your life for Jesus. Hallelujah. And God will test you to that point. Don't be surprised. There are many judgments coming to the earth. God is speaking like I heard today. A prophet said, or the Lord said through this prophet, that he's bringing judgment on America. He has judgment coming on America. The judgment has been set for America. God is going to judge this wicked nation for his sin. Hallelujah. People in America have turned their back to God. Hallelujah. And specifically America, she was speaking about. That the Lord was telling her, hallelujah. They have turned their back on God in his word. Hallelujah. They have turned to wicked, evil sins. Hallelujah. Homosexual. Hallelujah. It's raining in America. When even the, the, the chief commander of this country agreed with that homosexual sin. Hallelujah. And they should be an example to the nation. Father, not. They are an example to wickedness, to sin, not to just or righteousness. And God is going to judge this nation for their wicked sin. And the judgment is coming. The wrath of God will follow soon. It's soon to happen any day. And we're going to live through it. We're going to see it. Because the Lord, he said, I have spoken it. It will happen, the Lord says. I have spoken judgment to America. And it will come. Because he has spoken it. Hallelujah. And we better get ready here to see the hand of God on this land. That the Lord, we ask that the Lord will protect us and will keep us safe. Us and our family will be safe. Hallelujah. If we stay in obedience to the Lord, if we keep on seeking the Lord, we keep on hoping on him, waiting on him and walking in obedience, walking away from sin. It's what the Lord wants from you and I. Hallelujah. Having nothing to do with sin. It is in front of us. Like the Lord said to Cain. Sin is at the door. It's dead knocking. It's knocking at your door every single day. But you got to keep that door closed. You got to keep sin away from your house. From your temple. The temple of the Holy Spirit of God. He is holy. And Jesus demands nothing else from you but holiness. But purity, hallelujah, right standing, righteousness, he demands from you and I, hallelujah. And you and I have to say, amen, Lord, 
Whatever it takes, Lord, help us to walk in obedience, Lord. Help us to be righteous. Help us to be ready. Help us to be the best that you want us to be, that will carry, that will work with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Help us, Jesus. It's not easy, my brothers and sisters. I tell you, it's not easy. It will take pain, hurt, offenses from people. It will offend you for no reason. I think I'm one of the most persecuted men on the radio there is. I've been persecuted from the same day I opened this radio program. The persecution against me has been mightily, has been great. Many people that I don't know are talking about me against me. Have said so many things, so many threats against me. Hallelujah. They don't care. Hallelujah. Many years because they're already lost in sin and they have no hope for themselves. Hallelujah. And anyone else that wants to seek God immediately, they want to come against them. They want to murder them. They want to take them out of the way because we are telling them the homosexual lesbian style is a sin against God, and they need to repent. And just because we're speaking about it, hallelujah, hallelujah, they want to come against you. They don't want to see you. They're hoping that this radio, this program will be closed anytime soon, that they don't have to hear it anymore. They don't have to hear me anymore. They have come against my video on YouTube. Any way possible, hallelujah. Pray Jesus, hallelujah. They have come against me. They don't want me, hallelujah, to be on this program, to be on any video, hallelujah. They don't want to hear the truth. They feel fine and sin, and they don't want to come out of that. They don't want to hear anybody telling them they're wrong. No, they, if, if you're coming against homosexuals, if you're telling homosexuals that their lifestyle is a sinful lifestyle, you are coming against them, and they need to remove you out of the way. Hallelujah. They need to remove you. If you have a ministry, they, they, your ministry should not exist for them. You should not be a ministry for them because you're telling them it's a sin. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Almighty. Hallelujah, that we stay firm, seeking the Lord, and nothing else, being obedient to Him. Praise God, hallelujah. And in order, hallelujah, this morning I'm in my prayer with the Lord. The Lord was giving me so much that I was hoping to retain everything so I can speak it out tonight, that I will give out those words that the Lord was giving me in prayer because I knew as He was giving it to me, it was going to be a blessing. Hallelujah. We got to remember, hallelujah, that, that righteousness is higher than sinful, than sin, hallelujah. Humility is higher than pride, hallelujah. And where we are prideful, we are connected with hell. But when we're seeking humility and we're connected to humility, we are connected with heaven, hallelujah. And why is it that we are so much connected to pride? We need to repent pride, my brothers and sisters. Pride come before a force and proverb. We got to repent pride or we're going to fall. One of the reasons, one of the main reasons we fall is pride. If you have pride, you will always fall in sin. You can only stop falling in sin by seeking humility and having humility in your life, having a, a humble life before God. Hallelujah. Then you will not fall in sin as much. Hallelujah. And as the Lord has been revealing this to my brother Larry and I, hallelujah, how important it is. 
for us to seek humility, hallelujah, so we don't fall in sin all the time or in disobedience, because we do fall so much in it, and it's because our own pride makes us fall. It just makes us fall. Pride comes before a fall. It means it's there before you fall. Pride is already there. It's already dwelling in you. It's already ruining your life. And as it continues, it makes you fall into sin. Hallelujah. It makes you fall away from God. Grace, hallelujah, how hard it is. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, as to you fall from grace to get up again. It is so hard, so so painful, so it hurts so much. It is so difficult. Once you have opened yourself to demons to dwell in your life, after you have the Holy Spirit, it's so hard. Those demons don't want to live. They want to dwell in, in your cleansed body. Hallelujah. Like Jesus said, when that spirit lives, hallelujah, and return and find the house empty, nice and neat. Why did, that, why did that demon come? He comes with seven more to dwell in that person again. And the state of that person become worse, Jesus said. It just become worse. Hallelujah. And we are the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. We are the house of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And we got to understand, hallelujah, that we got to stay clean no matter what. We got to seek our cleansing. We got to stay away from sin. It's not easy. Ask Jesus to help you. Hallelujah. And the greatest sample of the life of Jesus, we can see that Jesus, hallelujah, walk in total humility to the Father, but most important, in, in total obedience. Which kept him in humility. When you seek obedience, you seek to stay in humility. You seek to enter into humility. You seek to receive humility from heaven. Because now you got heaven helping you. You have the Lord helping you. This is why you got to seek humility more than anything else. Every other plan, leave it for a second. Seek the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, and, the righteous, and his righteousness, hallelujah. And every other thing will be added unto you, Jesus said. That's what God wants you to do, and you and I to do, to seek him first. Keep, seek the kingdom of God. Seek the will of God in our life. And then everything else will fall into place, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. No man, no man, no woman can stay away from sin without the help of the Lord. I tell you this right now. If you think you're going to do it with your own strength, you're going to continue to sin, just as it happens to me. And the Lord revealed to me that is nothing new, my son. What was happened to you is nothing new. Every single man been sinning for years and thousands of years and more. Hallelujah. Because you cannot stop sinning without my help. And as the Lord revealed that to me, I was shocked. I was but it's nothing new to God because he's seen this from the beginning. No one can walk away from sin without his help. No one, absolutely no one can walk away from sin without the Lord helping you. Remember, those, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is strong. And he will give you his strength to help you to walk away from sin. I have learned so much in this last two years with the Lord. Hallelujah. All we got to do is ask. Ask. If we don't know something, someone wrote to me in an email and said, Brother Elvi, you know, I got this problem, and I've been having it for years. And I said, have you asked the Lord to help you? He, he, he wrote back to me and said, I never thought of that. <laughs> we always try to do things on our own without asking God. What a mistake that is. That is a big mistake. 
Because if whatever you're going through now, you that are listening to me, you should be asking the Lord for help. Remember, we all we have is problem, and all God have is solution. He, Jesus Christ, is the solution to every single problem on earth. Mention the problem. Jesus is the solution, my brothers and sisters. Jesus can help us with anything, darling, anything. Hallelujah. He is the solution to any problem. But we got to ask, we got to go to him for help. Hallelujah. And if we're not doing that, we're prideful. We are being prideful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. One of the main solutions that God is going to give us, hallelujah, is taking us home. Hallelujah. He's going to take us home. Jesus is coming for his bride. Hallelujah. But his bride has to be depending on Jesus, on the bridegroom. She has to be depending, hallelujah, on God to give us his strength, to give us his wisdom, because we're walking in total darkness down here, and Jesus is the only light. We need his light to be enlightening us every day so we, hallelujah, can be asking him. We could be learning from him, hallelujah, everything that we need to learn, hallelujah. And if you, hallelujah, are having problems, you should be going to the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. And God will want to work with you again. If you have fallen in sin, the Lord wants to restore you back, back home, back with your father. He wants to restore your relationship with him again. Jesus, God don't trust anyone but his son and his Holy Spirit. And God only trusts, the Father Yahweh only trusts us. And I'm not going to say us, his son and his Holy Spirit. He only trusts that his son and his Holy Spirit dwelling on you and I. We will be able, hallelujah, to walk down here in obedience to the Father. Okay? By, with the help of his son and his Holy Spirit. It's the only way. There is no other way around this. Some people say, Brother Elby, I know the Bible, and I memorize every verse, every chapter in that Bible. Brother Elby, and every day I call us to my life, hallelujah, and I tell you, listen, even if you know the Bible, if you're not going to the Lord, having the Holy Spirit giving you the strength, you're going to keep on falling into sin. The only way you're going to walk from sin away, having Jesus help you, giving you his strength, and having the Holy Spirit leading you to all truth. Letting you know that if you enter that place, if you listen to the music, if you go into the false teaching sites, internet sites, like many people are, they listen to a lot of false teaching. They watch a lot of false teaching on TV and on the internet, and they fall into the lies of the enemy. They fall into sin. Hallelujah. If you know you're going to turn your computer and this pornographic material in those sites, don't watch them. Hallelujah. Buy an antivirus, a, 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 a firewall that will block those, those, those things from your computer. Hallelujah. I have those things on my computer. Hallelujah. So I won't have that problem. My firewall, my Norton firewall will block those things away from my computer. Do the same thing. Do it for yourself or anybody that will use your computer. Block those things from your computer that you yourself will not be able to go into it. Hallelujah. Keep those things away from your life. 
so you won't fall into this sin. We're, we're about to go to heaven. We're bound to see our Lord in the cloud any day now. Praise Jesus. We don't want to go to heaven and then find out that we have all kinds of sin in us. Unrepentant sin and all that. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Because I, I don't want to tell you, hallelujah, how much, how much that will put you back in your relationship with your God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. The lust of the flesh, those sins are real bad. Sexual sins are real bad sins, my brothers and sisters. We got to ask the Lord to help us, to help us stop sinning. Hallelujah. Even in your mind and your own imagination, whatever sins you are struggling with, you got to ask the Lord to help you to, to help you stop sinning in your mind, to help you to stop sinning in your heart, to help you to stop sinning in your sleep. I ask this to the Lord, hallelujah, almost every single night now, to help me to stop sinning in my sleep so I won't sin in my sleep. And the Lord helps me. He's faithful. And he will do the same thing for you, hallelujah. Even in your dream, you got to ask the Lord before you go to bed. Don't go to bed without praying. Ask the Lord, Lord Jesus, please stop me from sinning in my sleep. When you get up in the morning, go into prayer and say to the Lord Jesus, please, please stop me from sinning all day long and all night long. In the morning, pray that prayer. The Lord will stop you from sinning all day long to help you that. You need his help. You cannot do it. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is strong, Jesus said. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Make sure you ask the Lord all day long to help you to stop sinning. And he will give you his strength, and you will be able to walk away from sinning. Hallelujah. Even when you forget, when I forget, there's things that comes to my mind, you know, images or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, my goodness, I forgot to ask the Lord to help me to stop sinning in my mind. Ask the Lord and pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, to help you to stop sinning in your mind, to help you to stop sinning in your heart. To, to stop your feet even from going to sin. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. There are places that we Christians, we should not be going to. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. We should not be going to those places. Hallelujah. We got to stay away from any place that there is sin. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Before I leave my house, I think about where am I going? And I ask the Lord, please, Lord, if I know I'm going to a place that could be trouble then, that I may see something that I don't want to see, I ask the Lord, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And we got to do the same thing, my brothers and sisters. That's why I don't like to go to a shopping center with a lot of people that dress however they, they feel like it. I try to stay away from those places, hallelujah. If sometimes if I need something or my wife needs something, she goes with the baby. I stay home. I try not to do, go to those places, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's hard. It's, it's, the, the Christian life is a very hard life. It's not easy. No one said it was easy. Hallelujah. You can see in Gethsemane how Jesus was really crying. He was, he, he was hallelujah, that was very hard for him. Because he was going to suffer. He was going to be beaten. He was, going, he was going to jail. Hallelujah. He was going to suffer. It wasn't going to be easy for him. But he, you know, he told the Father, he prayed, and he told his disciples to watch and pray. He said, watch and pray because the flesh is weak, but my spirit is strong. The spirit is strong. Hallelujah. And that's what we need to do. We need to understand that. This flesh is weak. Hallelujah. And I, I get people that write to me, and I say, Brother Elby, I do this, I try this, I try that. You know, but I don't hear nothing them saying, I'm asking the Lord to help me. Hallelujah. I'm asking the Lord to help me to stop sinning. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Praise. When I mean full, full gospel, I mean people, hallelujah, that the Lord says to you, because I get this email, too, from people. Ah, the Lord told me not to go to this website, and I went, and I got confused. Hallelujah. But you got the Lord telling you not to go to them. There's a lot of false teaching out there. The Lord said it in Matthew 24, many will come in my name and will deceive many. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's what's happening. When you go into these websites that are false teaching, what happens is you get all confused. Demon comes into your mind, into your life. You open the door for them because you make the decision to go over there and listen to their false teaching. God holds you responsible. And what you need to do is you need to repent. Hallelujah. The Father holds you responsible. Hallelujah. And it's for the time you went to look at the false teaching, the Holy Spirit walked away from you. You are responsible. You need to repent. You want to have the Holy Spirit with you. And a lot of times he don't walk away from you. Hallelujah. But a lot of time he's telling you before you even open the page or you or before you listen to the false teaching or whatever, the Holy Spirit is already telling you, Don't don't you dare go, don't you dare listen to that music, don't you dare read those words, they're not mine, they're not of God. And you feel that 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 warning, that conviction of the Holy Spirit, he's convicted that or of sin. That is one of the job of the Holy Spirit. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Well, my brothers and sisters, I will continue with this. Hallelujah. I have my sister, Tommy. I hope she's on the line. She had a dream from the Lord. Hallelujah. That she's going to share with us. Hallelujah. She might be a little nervous, but it's all right. Hallelujah. We all get nervous once in a while. Hallelujah. Sister Tommy, you there? Yes, Elvie. Can you hear me? I hear you fine. <laughs> yes, Crazy. you are correct. I am very nervous. <laughs> so I definitely need prayers from everyone, please. Okay. All right, Jesus. Don't worry about it, sister. Uh, praise Jesus. Can you share with us what the Lord uh, showed you in the dream? Yes, I would love to. Um, please bear with me. Uh, I hope I'm not going too fast. And excuse the southern drawl. Uh, I am from North Carolina. My sister Amy and uh, myself and my mother and my niece Jessica all listen to the show, and we love the show. Thank you, Brother Elsie, for for being so faithful to the Lord. Um, on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, I had been praying to the Lord uh, if he would be so kind as to give me a dream about the rapture. And I prayed after the show Wednesday night, and I had a dream that I didn't really realize at first that it had to do with the rapture, uh, but I will go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll explain the dream, and then I'll, I'll let you know that in the, the next morning, during my prayer time, the Lord gave me some revelation. Uh, usually, I don't remember my dreams. Uh, even that morning... Um, uh, Sister I, Tommy. Yes. I, I got some people asking, who is the one uh, speaking? Would you please uh, identify yourself for the people? Okay, I'm sorry. My name is Tammy Hightower, and you, most of you know my sister Amy uh, Howard. She's, she's the one that's so sociable in the chat room that everyone loves so much. But uh, Amy is my sister, and I'm the oldest, and she's the youngest. But uh, uh, we both live here in North Carolina and have been listening to Brother LV since he has started the show. Uh, but um, I don't know much more to say other than um, I'm, <laughs> I'm 41 years old and uh, I work uh, actually for the for the U.S. courts. So when I start telling you my dream, uh, you're sort of understand why I dreamed um, 
probably some of some of this dream. Um, anyway, um, here's my dream. Uh, I was in the courtroom getting ready for court to begin, setting up front where I normally do, right below the judge. And I noticed that the defendant was sitting over at the prosecution table. Not only that, uh, the prosecutor, which is in our court, is the assistant U.S. attorney, had not arrived. So I knew we couldn't start court. And I was trying to get the judge's attention to let him know we couldn't start, but he wasn't listening to me. I couldn't get his attention. He was totally ignoring me. And I was getting really frustrated because he wasn't listening to me, and he began court anyway. And he... Um, even though the defendant was sitting at the wrong table and the U.S. attorney wasn't present or the prosecutor wasn't present, the judge made the statement to the defendant and he said, Sir, do you know why you're here today? And I don't really remember what his response was or either I didn't hear it, but the judge went on to say, Today you're getting married. And I looked and there was a lady that was standing up behind the defendant and she removed like an overcoat or a jacket she had on, and she had this beautiful wedding gown on, standing up behind the defendant. And in her hand, she held like this folder, and sticking out of the folder were all these beautiful wedding invitations just sticking out like she was ready to start handing them out in the courtroom. I looked back at the defendant, and he's now wearing a tuxedo. And the rest of the people in the courtroom were in wedding attire. And although this had all occurred right before my eyes, I was still upset that we were getting ready to begin court without the prosecutor being present. And the defendant was not sitting at the right table, and I knew this wasn't what was supposed to happen. So I walked out of the courtroom, went to my office, and spoke to my supervisor um, about what the judge was doing in court, and someone in the office made the comment, well, I guess he is the judge. He can do whatever he wants to. And that that is true. So I knew I had to get back to court, so I left the office and headed back to court. However, when I opened up the doors to the courtroom, I entered this enormous banquet room, and there were thousands of thousands of people dressed up, um, and it in like their Sunday best attire, walking around, socializing, enjoying the beauty of this room. This this room was just immaculate. And it was so big, and there were more people in there than I can imagine. And I saw the judge's son there with some lady, I believe was his fiance, and they were admiring some um, piece of artwork on the wall. And I was just walking around with my mouth open wide saying to myself, where am I and how do I get to the courtroom and how did I get in here? And I was worried because I knew the judge would be on the bench waiting for me to get back into court. And I didn't know how to get to the court courtroom. And I kept searching and walking around this room. And then I found this long corridor and I started walking down this, this hall. And I looked to my right and the most elaborate stretch of windows that went from the floor all the way up to the ceiling was on my right side, and you could look out. And outside was the most beautiful blooms. Everything was in full bloom like this time of the year, just just flowers everywhere, the bluest sky, and the trees were budding. And um, I continued to walk down this hall, and I kept walking. It seemed like forever. And I eventually found these two Hispanic men standing and having a conversation. 
And I stopped and I asked them, how do I get out of here? I, I have to get back to court. And they went on to say, I couldn't get out this back door or alarm would sound. And then I woke up. Well, I just assumed that I was having this dream because it was right before I woke up on Thursday morning. And I knew I was going to have a staff meeting that morning, and I needed to make sure I got up on time and, and uh, make sure I, I had plenty of I'm, Can I yes, ask sir. a question? Um, when, when, you, when you were seeing that long, uh, that place, of, like, it looks like a wedding place, right? Yes. Yes, was, it did. Was, was that something that you had ever seen down on earth before? No, never, never. And it was, it was so, so large. It just went on forever, bigger than my eyes could. I, I, I would just look, and it went forever. And there were so many thousands of people. Everywhere I turned, there was people, and that they were enjoying themselves and having the, the so Lord much said that, fun. That was the, the first level of heaven. Oh, it's, yeah. and it was amazing. Yeah. And, and and I just kept walking and walking, and it, it never ended. And yeah. when I... When I woke up and I was in my quiet time, and I was actually praying the prayer that Larry, that God had given Larry, mm -hmm. and I was praying about the dreams, and God was, was so gracious to me. And while I was praying that dream, He also said about the dream, and He also asked me. He said, um, "Who was missing from my dream?" And I was so upset. I said, "Well, the assistant U.S. attorney was never there." And He said, "And who is that?" And I said. It's the prosecutor, the accuser. He, our, you know, he was never president, president court. Mm -hmm. Just like Satan, our accuser yeah. of the brethren, he was never allowed to be there. Amen. You know, and and ju the judge was like our heavenly Father that he was letting us begin, and it was yeah. time for the marriage to begin. Yeah. And he was not going to allow our accuser to be uh, the brethren to be there. And he started mm -hmm. without him and banned him from the courtroom and and it right. was I, I was just so amazing and for me to come on this show and oh, be as afraid as I am and so oh. nervous <laughs> but I knew this was it I just I just knew this was from the Lord and I just now, wanted now, to share when, it. when you have when you have when you were having that revelation when you went outside the court right mm -hmm. uh, what, what kind of uh, sensation do you got? When I when I left courtroom, when I was upset about the judge starting court. Yes. When I left out of the courtroom, it was like I was going back out and and I was so frantic. I was going back out towards my office. Um, I didn't understand. It was I didn't understand what was going on. I was in a panic kind yes. of state because yes. I couldn't make sense of mm -hmm. what was happening. Yeah. And um and I I was I have so much responsibilities in the courtroom as a courtroom deputy and and I knew but the feel in that dream was I was panicking cuz nobody was where they were supposed to be and mm -hmm. nothing was set up right and I'm responsible for the mm -hmm. judge to do you know Praise so it was God. a panic kind of dream Praise when I walked out God. of that courtroom. Praise but God. when I went back into the uh, courtroom You there Tommy? Yes sir. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, you there, sister? Yes. Can you hear me? Praise Jesus. I have a problem, I guess, from the cell phone or something. It just we we hear noise over here. Hallelujah. Copy will Can go you hear me away. now? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay. Sorry. 
That's all right. Maybe you are you using a cell phone? Yes, I have to use a cell phone. It's the only phone I have here at the home. Well, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, we're just having making noise or something. Right, Jesus. So when you went, when you when you uh, look outside where the wedding was going to be, uh, what sensation do you have? Oh, I, just peace. Um, it was beauty. Um, I was. It was so serene. Um, I I was just amazed at the beauty and the awesomeness. Uh, do you do you have a sensation like the wedding was hap was going to happen or what's happening? How, what are you? I, at the beginning, it was like when I was in there and the judge was announcing it, the wedding was getting ready to happen. Oh boy! And and as as I walked out of the to go to the office to come back in, I couldn't tell. And this is what I was telling my sister Amy. I could not tell if. Um, the wedding was still getting ready to occur and everybody was there ready or if it had just occurred and that was the banquet or the reception or, mm-hmm. or you know, I couldn't tell that part, but yeah. everyone was there. Amen, amen, amen. Do you see any familiar faces over there? I, I did. I saw uh, people that I know, uh, like the judge's son in real life. Um, I, I, I would see different faces, but there were so many thousands of faces I did not know. Amen. Amen. There was there was very, you know, a few faces that I did recognize, but thousands that I didn't. Mm. Wow. And uh, what about the sense of how many people? Were there thousands or millions or what? Uh, thousands. Um, thousands upon thousands, but I don't know that I would say millions. Um, okay. But it was more than I could stand there and count. Wow. Okay. But well, we got six billion people, and you're only talking about thousands. Yes. That is sad. That's very but it sad. was, but it was still a huge. It was a humongous mm-hmm. uh, banquet room kind, but there was still plenty of room for all of these people. Amen. Amen. If people repent now. You 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 believe they can be at that wedding celebration, huh? Oh yes, sir. Yes, Amen. sir. The trumpet hasn't sounded yet. There is still time. There's still time. Praise Jesus. Well, thank you, Tommy. Thank you. Go ahead. You can say anything else you want. Well, I just want to uh, thank everybody um, in the in the chat room. I just there's such um, such encouraging words not going back and forth. There's been so many encouraging words about people um, talking about their they feel such joy and peace today, and uh, I just. Um, just want to say a word of encouragement to everyone, and if there is anyone in your family that you've not, or friends that you have are putting off, maybe you haven't spoken to for a while, or you're thinking maybe I'll have one more chance, even if you if you don't feel like that picking up the phone and talking to them will do any good, maybe just sit down and write a letter. Sometimes a letter to someone will make a difference when they're sitting at home in their quietness of their home, when they're undisturbed and they can't argue back. Maybe in that peace and quiet, the Holy Spirit will come upon them and work on them in a mighty way, and there will be more souls saved for the kingdom. Amen. Tommy, uh, Jesus in my rock has a question. She said, did the Lord, the, did the Lord says to you, 
He'll be here soon. The Lord said he will be here soon. It, I did not hear anything like that, but I felt in my spirit with him showing me, like when he showed me the view outside mm-hmm. of, of this time of year, mm-hmm. I, I felt in my spirit, we are at the door. We are there. And I prayed specifically for, you know, for the for a prayer about the rapture because I I feel like I have never felt before. You know, I feel like that any second we can hear that that trumpet and that shout and and we're going to be ready to go. Um, so you sound like like this changed your life, Tommy. Huh? It it has. I've been. I've been so excited since since I've received this dream. I'm not one that really receives many dreams. I I receive them once in a while. Most of them are really just more personal dreams. Amen. Um, but this one I felt like was to be shared with more than than just my family. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's it's an encouragement. Um, Amen. Amen. For, his, for the bride. What do you want to say to people who are listening and who are not ready for this for this for this wedding celebration? Now is the time. There's no more time to waste. This is the midnight hour. We don't have time to even sit and think that. Well, I'll I'll think about it tomorrow. He could come right now. He can come in the next minute or so. Now is the time. Even if you have to stop listening to the show and hit your knees and repent. Right now is the time to cry out to to Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Please forgive me of all my sins. Please wash me in your holy blood. Please save me. There is no more time. Time is over. Mm. What about those those churches that are teaching people that the rapture is not is not real? If if you are in any of those churches, any of those churches, come out. Don't even go back. Not even, not even to say goodbye. Get out as quick as you can. Um, my, me and Amy and, and our mom and our family were in a church like that, and and we left about two years ago or a little bit longer. And we have been. It, the deception is is so deep. It runs so deep, and it is it is it is sad that the majority. Of, of Christians are deceived and they're not ready, and mm. and it's sad. Amen, 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 amen. Praise Jesus. And you, you guys are seeking the Lord. You're doing your own Bible study and all that. Yes, yes. When uh, a lot of times we'll go down to um, my sister Amy's house and uh, we'll have Bible study there, and and we'll do the communion. Uh, we'll do the Lord's Supper. There at her house, and uh, it's a, just a small group of us. But uh, that's that's usually where we'll have our prayer time when we're not doing our individual daily prayers and quiet time with the Lord. Hmm. Amy, some, uh, Tommy, I mean, sorry. People have questions about how do they go about doing that because they say to me, Brother Elvie, but we try to find a good church and we can't find it. They're not talking about the rapture or nothing. So what, what do you say to those people, Tommy? Well. That's why we. That's why we're not in a church. We have searched all of our local churches that's around us. We have prayed um, and prayed. Show us a church that's here that we can go to. Unfortunately, we've not found one. So we just, if we're not together, 
as our family because I know a lot of people I've seen say that they're the only Christ, they're the only Christians in their whole family and they don't have a lot of people to turn to. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, spend your time with the Lord each day. Um, this show, this show to me is more of of our church family, the more of the bride of Christ and us spending time together. I feel more close to, even though I don't get in the chat room as much as my sister does, I feel more close to everyone in this in this family of, of believers here than I ever felt in my home church. So to me, the Lord's hour is 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 my church and my church with my sister and my mother when we all have our Bible study together and when I spend my quiet time with my Lord every day. Other than that, I'm... Well, thank you, Tommy. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And, you know, I want to thank you, you, Amy, and uh, um, and all, all the family, because um, Jessica and I, I forgot the, the name of the rest. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Our mother, uh, Vicky. Yes, Mother Vicky. I, I thank all of you so much, because since day one, you guys have supported this program with your prayer, your your financial support, and you guys, I know you've been praying for, for this program, for me and my family, and, and you guys have really been, been uh, helping so much on the, on the chat room, your sister Amy and you, and, and, and it's just been a real blessing to this program, really, and a real blessing to God's people because new people come on and they feel like that welcome is into the program, and, and, and they feel welcome into a family because that's what we are. We are a family. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And, it, and it's so great. It's so great to, to come on the show because there's people there that welcomes you and talks yeah. to you and all that. And that's what you and Amy do so much. And I really thank you for all of that. Amy, Amy is very good at it. I'm I'm always so proud of my little sister. She she has got the most welcoming little spirit. I'm, I know that I can see the Lord just smiling down on her because I just, I just love to see her and welcome and everybody and you know all all the glory and honor belongs to our Lord Jesus and thank you brother mm-hmm. Elvie for being so faithful to to come on the show every single day and and the sacrifices that you you make for the Lord because um great will be your reward in heaven and and on behalf of everyone in the chat room I'm sure everyone that listens to you around the world we we thank you we thank you for your faithfulness well, thank you, Sister Tommy. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. And I hope that this testimony tonight will really help out all the other people that are listening to the program. And people can go back to the archive and listen to this testimony. And, Sister Tommy, when you have some time, please put, write it down for me and send it so I could send it out to people up there. And this will be a great encouragement for them, Sister Tommy. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you. God bless. And you're welcome to come on the program anytime, Sister Tommy, okay? Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Have a good <laughs> night. Thank you. Good night. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There it goes. She is, she, she is a woman of God. She loves the Lord, her and her sister, so much. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful for them. Hallelujah. They have been a great family to me. Hallelujah. They have helped me so much. They have supported this program. And they really love the Lord. That's one of the things that amazes me about them is that they truly love the Lord. They're for Jesus and nothing else. They're not following no man. They're not believing no man. They're believing Jesus. 
Praise God. That's whom they are believing here. And Amy said to me the other day uh, that she was led here by the Lord. Hallelujah. And I really like that. By the Lord. The Lord was the one who told her to to listen to this program. So praise the Lord that, you know, and most of the people in the chat room, hallelujah, I also I love the Lord and they're here because the Lord brought them here. Hallelujah. Put us together as a family. And I hope I'll be their neighbor up in heaven very soon, hallelujah, and praise Jesus, and we can get together to, for, for a lemonade or something, and I know I know Chance is going to welcome me for a lemonade in his house up in heaven, hallelujah, praise Jesus, so I hope uh, Tommy and Amy, we will be neighbor up there, because I know we're going up there soon, the Lord promised me that I will be up there with him, and he, I might, let me tell you, when Jesus spoke to me last time up in heaven on that first level, um, we were in this beautiful park. I remember I never seen a place like that. And I know what, what Tommy's talking about when she says it was so peaceful up there. Well, um, this park, I never seen nothing so beautiful. And, and my daughter, Emerald, uh, my daughter, Genesis, and my son, Joseph, were there, hallelujah. And they were having like a little picnic there, hallelujah. And, and, and praise Jesus. And I, and I somehow... The Lord led me to them there. They were waiting there for me. And right away, uh, my, my daughter, Emerald, came and gave me a hug. Genesis went and gave me a kiss. It, 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 was, it was wonderful. My son gave me a, a hug. Let me tell you, I did not want to come down from heaven down here. The sad part in my life is that I've been to that place where everybody wants to go, and I have spent hours up there, and then I had to return down here. You know, it's, it's, you know, but the Lord already explained that to me. He said, my song is my will. So that's my only peace that the Lord says is my will for you for me to be here down here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Thomas. She was nervous, she said. You know, and, and you know, so so the Lord came. I seen Jesus come. Let me tell you, don't matter whether in heaven or down here, when you see Jesus coming, you're gonna stare. You're gonna really stare at Jesus and you're gonna see how beautiful he is. And you don't wanna look away. You wanna stare. Looking at him for all eternity, he he is a wonderful God. Jesus is so wonderful, and I saw him coming. He had this person, this uh, special garment on him, in which in one of the side he was holding one of the side of the rope in his where I believe his his right hand, and it was so beautiful. I never seen nothing so beautiful. The garment they make in heaven are really really be- beautiful. Hallelujah! And Jesus comes and he says, um, "My son." It's time for you to return back to earth. And I'm like, Lord, please, no. <laughs> I was there with my sons and daughters. My sons and daughters were looking at me, you know. <laughs> and I started crying like a baby, you know, just crying like, Lord, <laughs> Lord, I want to be here. I just want to be here, Lord. Hallelujah. And praise Jesus, hallelujah. And, and the Lord, no, no, my son, no, no, my son, you have to return yeah, your your feet your feet are almost up here, um, and and you will come back to this place very soon. He says, Hallelujah! I'm gonna bring you and I'm gonna bring you in the rapture up here very soon. Hallelujah! And I said, I remember what I said to the Lord. You know, I I believe I said that you promised that to me. He says, I promise that to you, my son. I promise that you will be up here with me very soon. Okay, and you know the reason I get so nervous. Let me tell you. Personally, and this is why tonight the Lord wanted me to speak about humility, okay, and really walking with the Lord, walking with God. 
truly seeking, pursuing of holiness. It's it's so important, and we take it for granted so much. We just forget about it. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm sorry if I said anything that I should not say, you know, but we truly got to pursue humility, my brothers and sisters. And, and, you know, I remember when, when, when I asked the Lord, I asked the Lord and the Holy Spirit, listen to what I asked, would you promise to God the Father that, that you're going to bring me to heaven? I asked the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said, I promise to the Father, remember that, not to me, but to the Father. Because I said, would you promise to the Father? Holy Spirit said, I promise to the Father. Then I asked the Lord, Lord, would you promise the Father you're going to bring me to him? Okay? The, the Lord says, I promise to the Father. Listen to this. The fathers in, the, in this conversation were looking at them. They, they were having, you know, and, and they promised this to the Father that they will bring me to heaven. I've been so nervous about this ranching because I don't want nothing to make me stay. And I, you know, we know so many things that can make us stay. Sin is one of them. Okay? And when I make a mistake, I want the earth to eat me. I want to I wanna be cut in pieces. Okay? I want to die. Praise Jesus. In those seconds, we forget that we can repent. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But it's very important, my brothers and sisters, that we continue to repent. We continue to seek the Lord. And that we don't let anything down here make us stay. Or anybody. Anybody. Because... People can make you stay, let me tell you. And I say this because even your family can say, can, 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 can the devil use against you? Praise God. And, and praise God for those family like, like Tommy and Amy who are a sister, who are seeking the Lord. that that got to be so wonderful. Your own flesh, your own blood sister is seeking the Lord with you. I, I, I can't imagine the, the, the Bible study they have together. It got to be wonderful, a family alone. That is wonderful, but, you know, I don't have that privilege. I live like 500, 250 miles away from my family. In this state, I don't have anybody, okay? And I, I feel lonely over here a lot of time. I do. And so I, I have to rely on the Lord all the time. I have to go to him, and I, I, I feel lonely. I just I feel lonely because I don't have anybody. Hallelujah. Even the brothers and sisters that I used to go to church with, they, they have given their back to me because I'm not part of the church anymore, but I cannot participate in things that they do. I cannot, and the Lord has told me that. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So I'm pretty much locked up in a house seeking the Lord. That's all I do. So it's really hard, my brothers and sisters. It's really, really hard, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. To just stay the way I'm seeking the Lord, hallelujah. Praise God. But the Lord, God is faithful. He has promised me he will be out of here very soon. So I'm continuing to trust the Lord and just wait on him. Wait. I mean, I I ask him because my brother Larry now is visiting a church that he loves, he likes. And he told me over the phone, Brother Obi, you, you got to come on my church. This church is amazing. He told me a lot of things. I asked the Lord. The Lord says, no, no. Hallelujah. So he don't, he, he don't want me to go back to church the way I used to. And there's a lot of reason why, hallelujah. And I'm not nobody to be judging anybody, but, you know, we got to listen to the Lord. He knows. Hallelujah. He knows. He really, really knows. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that's what it's all about. Hallelujah. A lot of people tell me, hallelujah, um, um, a lot of people tell me, I got to be in a church, brother. I cannot be like you, this, this, and that. I, you know, I, I feel that encouragement. I need those people to help me, this, and that. 
But, you know, I say, look, if, if you're always going to have to depend on somebody to tell you, you need to pray, you need to read the word, or you need, or, or you need to seek God, hallelujah, because you're going to fall on sin by yourself. No, you've you got to have your own personal relationship with the Lord. But the Lord can convict you of sin, and you, you walked away from it. You just walked away on your own, and you stay away. You don't participate into sinful, into any sinful uh, whatever people are doing out there. You just don't. I, that's what I do. I don't participate. I stay away. Do I make mistakes still? Yes, I do. But you know what? By seeking the Lord in your, in your home, fasting at home, reading the Bible and praying, hallelujah, I feel like you get filled with the Holy Spirit more at home than just going to church. I feel like that. And it's maybe because I've been like this now for almost, what, three years. I've been out of the church system for now two years. Hallelujah. I was visiting a church two years ago. Praise God. But, you know, the Lord showed me what, what was wrong, and I was receiving false teaching. So every time I went to service, I had to come home and repent for false teaching because the Lord would point it out at me. Hallelujah. That's false. That's false. That's false. Like, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. You know, and so for me to be going like this, and the Lord told me, no, I don't want you to be going to church. Hallelujah. And he, he, I mean, I'm telling you, but, you know, I know a lot of people are not like me, and, you know, they, they have to go and be with other people, and it's fine. The, the Bible says for us not to, re, not to uh, take for granted the, the gathering of the brethren. And so it's very important that we join, but I feel that, through this program, we are joined. I'm joined with Tommy. I'm joined with Amy. We're one in, in the spirit. Like, look look at the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was in prison, in prison. He went into prison many years, and he said he was one in spirit with the brothers. With the brothers. He was one. He was one. He, he All the letter he wrote, he wrote it out of prison. Or most of them. Hallelujah. So he was locked up. There he had to worship the Lord and seek the Lord on his own. He was on his own in prison. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And most of the disciples were in jail. They were jailed. Hallelujah. Because of the gospel. So they had to have their own service too in the, in the prisons. Hallelujah. So whatever situation we're in, the Bible says, we got to seek the Lord. We got to understand we serve the Lord. And that's the way the Lord wants it. And the Lord had told me, if I go back to church, I'm going to contaminate myself. He don't want me to. He don't want me to contaminate. He want me to stay away from other contamination. And if he because he don't like it. He, he he knows what it is. He tells me what it is. And that's it. That's the end of that. So my brothers and sisters, you know, you that are seeking the Lord, don't don't you know, I feel lonely, but don't 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 um stay on that. You know, we have the Lord and we gotta trust the Lord. And we're soon out of here. That's what we got to understand. We're, we're only passing through here. We're temporarily here. We're not of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of it. So we, we got